0: So, uh, quick question. Well, I always got a question. But have you ever had to take a cold shower? Yes. Like an ice cold shower? I hate it. <laughs> so, we're dealing with that now here.
1: Ooh.
0: I came home from Jiu-Jitsu Thursday night. It was a rough class. I got manhandled. Like, I, I I came home defeated. Like, I felt deflated. I was just not, like, I was not happy. You know, it wasn't an ego thing. It's just I saw a lot of holes in my game because I haven't really been fine-tuning anything. I've just been going in and just kind of rough and tumble. But I haven't been really learning and, like, and absorbing. So, I didn't get my ass kicked, but I didn't perform how I know I could have. So, I come home. Sarah had already made me aware. That there's going to be some issues with the shower. Because the water was running cold. But we've been. So something goofy happened last year. Where the shit was running hot. Couldn't get it to go cold. Just always hot. Then it sorted itself out. When we had the plumber come out. They couldn't figure it out. So. But it, it worked itself out. So. You know. As the week had been going on. Flush the toilet. Water goes hot. Perfectly fine. No problem. Now it's not doing shit for us. So I come home from jujitsu, Run that water. Was not happy. Man. I came home after getting my ass kicked. I don't even remember what we had for dinner that night. I feel like it should have been like spaghetti. I think it was tacos. And you can never be mad at tacos. But I just felt so fucking deflated. And then had to take a cold shower. I didn't even care what we had for dinner. But now we're doing old school, just running baths with the cold water and pouring hot water in there. Uh, Because all the other uh, faucets, hot water, perfectly fine. It's just the bathtub and the shower. So I'm sitting there at the fucking sink running hot water and pouring fucking pots of hot water into the tub. And that's that's how it's been.
1: I do remember um, a previous place I lived when I was young. We ran out of hot water. Like the hot water heater broke. Um, I couldn't do the cold shower. That this is how ridiculous I got. I got a bunch of two liters water, microwaved a bunch of water, filled up like four or five two liters of hot water, and was shout. I basically was dumping it on my head. I couldn't do the cold water. Like the cold water hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. no.
0: So that shower that I took on that Thursday night
1: was painful so as big of a pain the ass as it was to pour two liters of warm water on myself it was a big i prefer that any day of the week over the cold shower i i agree now uh, how old were you when you did that that was in my
0: 20s oh okay i thought you were like a little kid i, no, 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 I, no. I was like because that's real resourceful for a fucking child like take some two liters I was like damn dude it was you, eight that was figure that shit 20s, out but yeah i mean still though because, yeah, I've been
1: just basically taking bubble baths. I'm spoiled in that where we are now never runs out of hot water. Sure. Five hours, if you want, to, it's never going to run that's out what, of hot water. That's it's what I love about living there. Yeah. Never had it's an crazy. issue. Crazy. Loved it. Because I remember previous places, you know, sometimes the hot water is 20 minutes maximum. If you have multiple people living there and you're the last one to take a shower, mm-hmm. you're short. And... Um, have you, have you all had a power outage there? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, I know when we moved in, that was one thing they kind of boasted. We hardly ever have a power outage. I think we were there for nine years. We had two times the power went out. And one time, it was during that big snowstorm. It went out for about 45 minutes. And the other time, it went out for like three minutes.
1: There was one time we had a pipe kind of breaking the wall. I Mm. think you know about this. But Mm. it was dripping onto... It, a, basically electric outlet below it. I mean, this was like major work. They had to cut open a whole big hole through the kitchen. Um, so they vers- initially fixed it, closed up the hole, and I'm like, our our house is like sparking everywhere. Like, So it's like, healthy. What the hell? Come to find, like, the maintenance was like, oh, something's really wrong here. Like, this is not safe. I'm going to have to cut your power tonight. It was kind of a cold night. He, he yeah. cut the power. The thing is, 3 in the morning, I'm hearing... D-d-d-d-d-d-d. I go in the kitchen where the you know the problem was. The freaking outlet's sparking. So I'm like, our power's not cut. Come to find the next day. So they have to call BG&E. Like, something major is wrong. They're digging up a hole in the backyard. Um, things did get fixed quick. But what they basically said, like, this guy was like... I don't know what happened, but it, I mean, these were, you know, these townhouses are kind of old. Yeah. At some point, someone did some basic, like, probably didn't use a proper electrician. Basically, my house wasn't wired right. And in fact, like, in a very unsafe way, they said. So bg and e fixed whatever's on the outside the inside they have fixed we don't have any of that spark i mean this if you saw the sparks at night it was like what is going on? like i couldn't sleep because i'm like our power supposedly supposed to be off for the night and i'm seeing like an arc of electricity in the wall I, as terrible as that was it was really only one day without electricity um it ended up they replaced our microwave which was cool because Honestly, the water was coming through the microwave is when I noticed the leak, which was disgusting because the bathroom's above us, so who knows where that water is coming from. Yeah. After they mm-hmm. fix everything, somehow our electric bill is less than half of what it was <laughs> ever since. It sounds We're well, cra- right? No, I think something's wrong with when they fixed it. Of like, I'm pretty sure one of our neighbors is paying half of our electric bill. Because. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. We went from a normal amount, like speaking to other people, to like suddenly it was like ridiculously cheap. And I'm just like, we don't use tons of electricity, but we definitely aren't using no electricity. (laughs) Yeah. So it it slowly has crept up, but something is not right. Like, I'm 99% sure we're not fully on our own power grid, we're using someone else.
0: (laughs) So we had. A similar issue. Well, not with the electric. We we had a pipe burst. And, yeah, they had to replace our microwave. It, like, yeah, we went through the whole thing. Because I don't know if you had, had ever been over, like, like that shit. I don't even remember when I it I remember happened. you
1: sending me pictures of it. And yeah. that's basically kind of what ours ended up being like. But yours was, like, winter, right?
0: Yeah, the pipes froze. and, and So ours so it wasn't even
1: that. It was just a small... It was a leak. But, I mean... I think part of the problem with the leak, honestly, is because, again, they don't run into hot water. The water can be incredibly hot at times. Yeah. Because yep. we've had problems with the kitchen. Over time, this, the seal uh, breaks through.
0: Mm. Okay. And I think yeah.
1: it's yeah. because it's just so hot water all the time that it eventually eats through it, you know, faster than usual. Because it's a, it's a, I don't know. Positive and a negative, because yeah. while we never ran a hot water, if you turned it on all the way hot, I mean that's it's it'll burn you.
0: Well that's it I'll, gets incredibly I take my hot. my showers is like all the way like to the max. Yeah, even man, there
1: we. I and I always I have admitted this is like one thing that's spoiled with if you never ran a hot water. I like to just run the water in the bathroom and just sit there like a steam room.
0: So even here. Despite the issue that we have, we've never had an issue with the hot water here either.
1: You don't it, run out? No. Oh, see, that's it, it's always been it's solid. everywhere I've lived before, where I live now. It's like the hot water that, that, eventually runs out, and I'm like, I, I'm so spoiled of like I, I literally just like reading my phone and sitting. And basically, I'm yeah, sitting yeah, in, a in, a in a sauna. sauna. Yeah, and uh, it's awesome. I'm
0: like, so I don't know that I've ever experienced that though. I don't know if I've ever lived anywhere where I've run out of hot water I don't though. think. I don't think.
1: Have you always had gas? Because I feel like gas does a much better job. Yeah. So if you don't have gas, the electric water heaters run out quicker.
0: So I, I think we have electric here. I think. Maybe you have a big everywhere thing. else. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't you like to brag. Way. You
1: know, but yeah, your water tank is huge. <laughs>
0: uh, but I know at yeah where we were there, that was gas over uh, where where you live where we used to live, so.
1: I prefer yeah, gas weird. if I can
0: for so, like yeah. the half and half, you know. So I know Sarah like as far as cooking, like oh, with yeah, the, the stove, she, much she would prefer the gas over the electric. I don't really care. Just cook my fucking food, clown. Damn, <laughs> I
1: gotta cook my own. This shit sucks.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, I, what do we
1: microwave? I've been microwaving the shit out of food. I so <sighs> you know what's funny is the microwave. I was reading, you know, you know it's always looked at as like uh, microwave's not real cooking. But microwaving frozen vegetables is by far the most efficient way to cook vegetables. I read, I was like it kills the least amount of nutrients because when you put it in like boiling water, it like washes away a lot of yeah. the nutrients. So like you know, people always diss microwave. But I'm like like frozen broccoli, for example, that comes out great in the microwave.
0: I I don't. Yeah, I mean. I mean, if you
1: like it soft, I mean, most likely hard though. I mean, I knew you did. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, like, I I feel like we talked about the microwave thing with the vegetables, maybe off air, I I know, or maybe I'm just bugging out.
1: We don't know what we do.
0: I don't know. Half the time we're fucking drunk anyways, Like, (laughs) does it fucking really matter? Um, how you been? How was your week?
1: What was this past week? Mm
0: -hmm. That's why I'm asking.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we, we Recorded off the mat so shout out off the mat
0: um go check it out y'all
1: but yeah since this is a drinking podcast i do want to mention again the same thing i already mentioned but the wc harlan bar the little it's a secret little hideaway spot in baltimore the remington area um i'm gonna take you there one time <laughs> when you to say too much except that they use they don't use rail liquor which is pretty cool uh, a little pricier but
0: uh, some people like rail liquor relax
1: don't get the the headache. I can't explain it. I don't
0: get headaches from alcohol, son. Y'all are soft as baby shit. No,
1: you're like, well, one this place though, it's kind of cool how it's like a secret place. There's no sign. You just walk in this door and suddenly you're in this real dark bar.
0: I've been to places like that before. My butt was hurting after I left. I'm not going Damn. back.
1: Don't go to those. <laughs> it's also near this weird, not weird, this taco bar. Another Mexican food, I'd say. It's so good. It usually has like an hour wait. It's funny because the first time I went there, packed. But I'm like, I walk in and I just sit down at the seat. And I'm like, well, damn, it's so busy. But I found a seat. This is an excellent seat too. Then the hostess comes like, yeah, you gotta like put your name in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I was like, damn, I, I was thinking like, man, this is really busy. But I can't believe I found such a good seat. <laughs> But there was no host when I walked in, so I just walked in and said that. Oh, that's
0: on her. <laughs> Fuck her. Yeah.
1: So, and then, how long's the wait? An hour. Oh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <mean>. I'm hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, you think I'm waiting around for an hour? I'm place hungry? Shit.
1: cool. So, I, yeah, I think face. that place, though, they uh, one of their things is they have a lot of tequilas. It'd mm. be fun to go to both places on the same night. We'll arrange it sometime. You,
0: you got to get me on a pay week. If I ain't yeah. got no money, I ain't going nowhere. True um, sure that like uh I don't know what I did I honestly don't at all know what I did this week so which probably means I didn't do shit um
1: I did have a Christmas party oh, and it yeah, was at Guinness nice Guinness brewery um it's funny as we've reviewed all these beers I feel like I, I'm way more knowledgeable than I would have been so Guinness doesn't have liquor it's all beers yeah. but I'm like reading the beers and I'm like oh so the strongest beer they have initially is a uh, Belgian beer, which we did last week. That was the one that had like a little spice taste to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I know what to expect. Sure enough, good tasting beer. But uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, I could tell now. This is, I would never have been able to tell this is a Belgian beer. Guinness has an IPA. They don't do IPAs. Well, that's not their thing.
0: <laughs> the way you said it, I already knew. I was like, they have yeah. an IPA.
1: Yeah. They Guinness shouldn't. doesn't do IPAs. <laughs> at some point i'm at another bar and i'm just like you know what's the strongest beer you have oh no so i was talking to the main bar where i'm just like you know talking beer because they they are knowledgeable because it's a brewery well yeah they and i'm just be. mentioning like we have a pod i do a podcast where we review beers i'm not super knowledgeable but it's like i have a much more knowledge than i used to and he's explaining you know, some of the beers. And I'm like, actually, like, yeah, that's what I would expect. But I'm like, and I was telling, joking with him. I was like, yeah, we tend to like, um, you know, the higher, the alcohol it gets a little bonus. And he's like, oh, yeah, I feel that. And he's like, if you want, go to the other bar. And they have a, so the, the Belgian was 8.5. That was the highest. That's solid. Go to the bar. There's a mint chocolate Guinness. That's 10 something percent. So it's like. I don't know if that sounds good or not, but it it does make sense for Guinness because it almost is like a kind of a milkshake type beer. Like it's a stout. um, I try it and um, I wouldn't ever probably, uh, it's, that's, if you're at Guinness, I would order it because of the 10%. (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh yeah.
1: So, but if you were at another bar and there's other options, probably not. Fair. Did taste somewhat mint chocolatey, but I don't know if you want that in your beer. I don't want
0: that in my life.
1: But, yeah, so, I mean, I was good after that beer. (laughs) I didn't need any more. Yeah, it is tight. kind of sweet. So, I kind of got a little headache after that beer, to be honest. Hmm. Too sweet, maybe. But, yeah, yeah, I mean... The Guinness on draft though, like regular Guinness, is really good when it's really cold on draft. And we actually have a Guinness to do later in the episode. Yeah. And otherwise, nothing too crazy with that.
0: Okay. I mean, I, mean I, I didn't do shit this week. I had jiu jitsu therapy. I I coached my last uh, kids class this week, which I was kind of looking forward to getting out of it, out of doing it. It's just it it fucks up my Wednesday. It's my day off. And I do enjoy it. It's just... Like, I don't feel like I have a day off. Like, I wake up. I gotta go to jujitsu, Then I gotta go to therapy. Then I gotta come home. Then go right back out to coach. And then I come home and it's time for bed. So, I did my last coaching uh, class Wednesday. And then I did my last therapy session as well. So, my Wednesdays are now open for business. I'm gonna be getting fucked up all day on Wednesday. Nah, I still got jiu-jitsu all day. Uh, But... Yeah, I didn't really do shit, like, for myself personally, you know, the usual, sit around, do nothing. Um, Let's go ahead and jump to this beer.
1: All right, so first beer this week. Have you ever heard of Pawpaw? I'm sure I've never heard of Pawpaw.
0: Pawpaw, the guy who touched me in the... Oh. Oh, no, okay. So...
1: I wanted to pull up what pawpaw was. Okay. So pawpaw, surprisingly, is something unique to Maryland. It's a fruit. And it can be spelled pawpaw. This Uh, is kind uh, of funny. This made me laugh. Pawpaw. Like P-A-P-A-W. Or P-A-W-P-A-W. One word. Pawpaw. Then there's P-A-W space P-A-W. Or P-A-W dash P-A-W. So I feel like it's either... Pawpaw, papaw, papaw. Paw.
0: <laughs> that shit's too complicated, man. What the
1: fuck do they so want? So apparently it's a fruit that is in Maryland, and it supposedly has a mango banana flavor. I like mango and banana. Mm. I saw a picture of a pawpaw. Paw. <laughs> I don't understand how I've never heard of a pawpaw, paw though. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never. If this is something in Maryland, um, maybe it's Southern Maryland. Southern Maryland is another world.
0: Yeah. No, that, that's a fact.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this beer is called uh, Maximum Fruitage, and it shows a little pawpaw. shows a little monster truck carrying some pawpaws. Mm. So pawpaws they, don't look They kind of look, like, look good. Yeah, well, they look like potatoes on here.
0: They don't look delicious.
1: Um, But I saw a picture of one that kind of looked like a mango with and an avocado mix. Um
0: you know, what was wild. <laughs> one of the wildest things I ever saw. Yo, action figures ghost are falling left and right. We had a ghost basement. here
1: earlier. It's back. It's cool, though. I'm not okay with these I, fucking I toys. I don't know falling why over. the ghost doesn't like your action figures, though.
0: So, it'd be one thing if those fell over again. But no, those fell over this time. That's why I don't fucking hang out down here in the basement. So
1: the, the ghost is pretty slow, though. It took him a long time to go over there.
0: I think he was trying to test us out.
1: He's like I Like I like papa Yeah, it's like fuck you
0: in your opinion. But nah, like so I used to go down to like uh, the H Mart in uh, Ellicott City and buy a box of mangoes. She was like four bucks for like twelve mangoes. And an old friend of ours, the wild boy, he asked for a mango. I was like, yeah, man, you have a mango. And this dude just ate the mango like that. Shit was an apple. I've never seen anything like that before. So normally, you, you skin you, you know, cut the skin off and yeah, slice them.
1: Slice this
0: dude, he straight bit into the mango like it was an apple. And I was fucking fascinated. Sorry about that.
1: So, looking up what a pawpaw is, it, it sounds really good. Like, I want to try one because it's like, so pawpaw fruits have a sweet custard like flavor, somewhat similar to banana, mango, and pineapple. Like, all three of those they commonly eaten raw. I like to eat it raw. I mean, I, mean, I mean, sure I like it raw. I mean,
0: I, I I don't particularly care for dental dams, so I wouldn't use those.
1: Yeah. That seems like a lot of extra work. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's unnecessary. <laughs> but are also used to make ice cream and baked dessert. How the heck, the, this sounds like a, the most amazing fruit ever. Oh, i have this, to get a pawpaw. So it's
0: here in Maryland. We'll, we'll have to go down to the Asian market right. and find one. Yeah. 'Cause they, they have every food on the
1: planet in Asian Mark. Yeah, and then it shows just real quick I'll show you the map though. It's like
0: oh, yeah.
1: this area. But I've never heard of it. So yeah, this beer is brewed with three hundred pounds of pawpaw. A little excessive, but okay. Um so the beer again called Maximum Fruitage and it's by Checker Spot Brewing. I believe we've done one from them. They're uh Baltimore, Maryland. Um, what'd you think of it? It's kind of got a little... I liked it's, it. It's, a the color is kind of hazy.
0: I liked it after it took some time. I had to warm up to it. I, I enjoyed it.
1: I like it. Um, I'm trying to describe I don't taste all the fruits. Like, it's a really... Dang, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a tart and bitter at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty good, so 7.5%. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm not mad at that.
1: I'm digging it, but yeah, I feel like the flavor isn't as fruity as it would sound.
0: Correct. It's still not a bad flavor, it's just there's an expectation.
1: Yeah. But Reading what a pawpaw is, yeah, man, yeah. custard with mango and all the banana, like, that I, sounds real good. I
0: didn't get that impression, though. Yeah.
1: It's It's more bitter than sweet, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, what would you rate this one? I'd give it a solid 7. It's definitely a 7 beer for me. I'll go
0: 7-2. So that was my initial score. And I was like, you know what? Let me and bring it seven down.
1: 7.5.
0: Like a, a 7,
1: I think. Which a, I think 7.5 is that perfect pocket. I like yeah. the 7.5 to 8.5.
0: Um, so I had to turn the football game off because that shit was just boring. You know, the Chiefs beating the shit out of Broncos
1: is not fun to watch. You want to get into football? Because we had an interesting week.
0: Yeah, so before we dig into football, the NFL, let me just say, Michigan is showing off right now. First off, day for Michigan. They, Huge day for Michigan. First off, they, they dug into Ohio State's ass last week. And this week, they went and played Iowa in the championship game. And beat those boys 42-3. to 3. And it wasn't even that – and it wasn't even that close. I don't even know how Iowa got three. But they beat them so bad, I started feeling bad. I was like, damn, y'all, stop scoring. <laughs> All y'all needed was fucking six. Like, chill. But – and they're in the college football playoff. So I'm excited about
1: that. Michigan, I, I don't know that's it's happened before, but I know it's – or it's been a long time, but they were unranked. Pre-season. Yeah,
0: they they started off unranked, and that Michigan State game, they were winning. They 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 should be undefeated. Probably if they stayed undefeated, they should be number one. But you know, whatever. I'll I'll take it. You know. So that was that. I, I want. I'll get more into that a little bit later. But NFL, let's jump into this. I mean, let's stick with
1: Michigan. Another big day for the state of Michigan. are not going to have zero wins.
0: Let's make some fucking noise for that
1: goddamn it. Detroit is on the board with a win. Not just that. When in a tie, they're on fire. <laughs>
0: not just that, though. It was a tough, like, that That last play. Like,
1: mm. Super close game, and once again, Minnesota, every game is decided by one possession. Poor Kirk Cousins gets the lead at the end of the game. They lose at the end. He's going to probably get blamed for it. Of course. Why would Like, he? the defense can't hold up. With I, I I don't remember what he scored with, but it was very little time. And Detroit so, came down the court. yeah. It,
0: so, I I remember looking up, and it was uh, about
1: a minute left. Yeah. So, Kirk Cousins, huge day. three forty two touchdowns. He's killing it this year. Um, they were without Dalvin Cook. But, I mean, Detroit's without all of their best yeah. players.
0: Detroit's without an actual team.
1: Yeah. I mean, they already were hurting. Um, yeah, I don't know how Justin Jefferson gets 182 yards on a touchdown and they lose the game. Madison gets 90 yards on a touchdown. They lose the game. Like, But that's Mich- uh, Minnesota. They freaking – every game they lose, it's super close. They're on the verge of being the best team in the NFC to – I mean, I think that might have knocked them out of the playoffs temporarily. Yeah. They were like – Tied with Washington for the last seed, but Washington had a better conference record. And now that puts them pretty far behind. Like, it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, they,
0: I mean, they've got some work to do.
1: Um, otherwise, we had some weird – we had a lot of backups playing. I mean, and my fantasy-wise, uh, I lost both my number one picks last week. So, Dalvin Cook and CMC, Chris McCaffrey's done for the year again. Um,
0: How are you going to be I done for the year twice this, in one
1: year? I pro- Yeah. I promise you this. I'm not picking Christian McCaffrey next year no matter what. <laughs> I mean, He it, just stays hurt. It's a risk. Man. I don't want Dalvin Cook either. Dalvin Cook also gets hurt a lot. Um, but, yeah, um, CMC's amount of injuries is huge. He was used so much two years ago. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. But either way, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, it sucks fair to have enough. the number one pick.
0: And hey, his, his younger brother plays for Michigan. He's a the, the right? backup quarterback. Yeah, so oh, the backup quarterback. So I mean, he, I I don't know if uh the, I, I don't know if the one kid is a singer this year, but he might be a junior the kid right now. So uh uh McCaffrey should get that job eventually. So, because he's younger.
1: said so going down the line, we didn't have to, we had a few. The four o'clock games were all the good games. So. Um, besides oh. the Detroit Vikings game. Buccaneers beat the Falcons. Cardinals not, beat the Bears. Shocked. The Chargers' was... bengals was a little bit of a shocker, but Burrow hurt his pinky. Yeah,
0: did you and, see it? how smart? Oh, like, yeah. That shit was that shit like was a fucking...
1: A double yeah. finger. I mean, he threw some wobbly-ass passes, and I love Burrow's attitude, though. Yeah. There was a point, I think he was trying to get a touchdown before halftime, and he was trying to run a play. I think the coaches told him not to run it, probably because it was... More risk than reward. Yeah, he looked pissed. I was like, Nah, let me do it. But yeah, I mean, so Herbert versus Burrow.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I mean that's that's a that's a matchup. That
1: game started out. I, I want to say it was like twenty two nothing. It's Chargers. twenty.
0: Yeah, it was twenty four nothing Chargers.
1: And then Bengals came back and made it close, but then it ended up being forty one twenty two. But I think at that point there just wasn't enough time. That's when you get desperate. Yeah. Um, Herbert lit it up. 317, three touchdowns, one pick. Eckler had a touchdown. Mike Williams and I think Keenan Allen. Yeah, he yeah, had two Keenan. touchdowns. Not a lot of yards, but mm-hmm. big win for the Chargers because I think that puts them right at the bubble of making. I think they could be in because the Raiders were in and the Raiders lost. So that might put them in the playoffs right now.
0: So the AFC West is all. One game apart from each other, it looks like, and the Broncos are playing the Chiefs right yep. now.
1: So seven and four, Kansas City. The Chargers are now seven and five, and then Denver six and five, and then the Raiders lost today to go six and six. Yeah. But that division, within two games, top to bottom. Yeah. Let's see what the playoffs is right now.
0: Yeah, it right now it, it's it it was such a jumble this morning compared to right now it's. Almost yeah, and as we talked about, like,
1: the beginning of the season, there was never so many teams at the very top and the very bottom, and now it's suddenly evened up quite yep. a bit. Um, but
0: that's the NFL for you, though. That parity gets it.
1: My um, phone's not updating it. Mm. We'll go back to that yeah. with the playoffs. But, yeah, right now, Chiefs killing the Broncos in our game that's going on live. Not a shocker. Chiefs to change started off so this. bad. Kind of boring. And now Chiefs suddenly have a defense. Mahomes still struggling a little bit
0: compared oh, yeah. to before. It's
1: twenty-two to three. But they're they're freaking on a roll. I'm out of here. All right, so I yeah I think so. To our game of the week is going to be Patriots versus New England. And yeah. New England's been on a roll. They're
0: only hey, one game up. Of you know who else is on the roll? Washington. Washington and who else? Miami.
1: Oh yeah, they are. I think they both won four in a row. Man, Miami,
0: Miami at like, five. I think Miami's at six, dude.
1: I'll look it up.
0: Yeah, I, I think they are at five last week.
1: But yeah, Miami, because they were expected at the beginning of the year to be like, probably, because they barely missed the playoffs. I want to yeah. say they were at ten and six, but didn't make the playoffs last year.
0: Yeah, they. it was one of those things where it's like they needed help to get in. And... I mean, and, and even coming into this year, there were high expectations. We knew Buffalo was going to be there, but they're like, Miami's going to be on the hills, and the Buffalo took off, and then New England stumbled. I mean, you know, so everything's so
1: Miami's uh, on five wins in a row. Five, okay. And they are now five and six, so, oh, uh no. uh what are they? I, Miami, uh, no, because they won at the beginning of the year, six and seven. Okay, yeah. So they had won one game and I think they lost seven. Yeah, they in said a row. they lost seven in a row I was and like, then won damn. five in a row. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, but they are in a division with Buffalo and New England. Uh, but they're not they're not far back really. Um, no. No,
0: but but you also have to look at the rest of the AFC though, where that's where it gets real tricky for them.
1: So I don't know. But yeah, Washington now is won four in a row. Mentioned that game. That cool was a you. really close game. Uh, Broncos have scored. No, they did. Yeah. At least on my phone. Doesn't matter. It's funny as you'll see it on your phone quicker than the live broadcast. Yeah. I, I turned the game off. I'm not interested anymore. Fuck those guys. I'm trying to pull up the freaking scores. and it's, oh, There we go. So again, Lions beat... Vikings 2927 very last second score touch touchdown it not so like one
0: thing anymore. I will say that was kind of I mean I guess there's zero on the clock so I mean it didn't matter but I thought usually they still go for the extra point I thought
1: yeah in and the and regulation did. they don't in overtime
0: but they didn't for regu- reg- regulation regulation why can't I say that Damn. they didn't because the thing is if Minnesota blocked it and ran it back you're going to overtime
1: Yep, so, I mean, I don't know if you saw them. So, last week, Washington's when the kicker got hurt. They're on their third kicker at that point. They actually, when they got the touchdown, chose to down it because, one, I think you could probably find someone on the team that's capable of making an extra point. The problem is they don't have that trajectory of hitting hit, hit, hit. it. Yeah. So, the chance of it getting blocked, and remember, you could return it and get two points. So, had that happened... The game would have been a one score game. So they downed it to make keep it a two score game. So you don't see that too often. You score a touchdown, just down the extra point. And it was funny because there's a video of Heineke explaining it to the offensive lineman because the offensive line, like, why the fuck are we downing it? Because like, it's going to be a two score game if we down it. If we somehow don't get this and it's returned for two points, it's a one score game. And I think the guy, one of the Redskins or Washington's offensive linemen is like, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> I
0: don't either because why not just go for two, just try to run so, it. So,
1: because you could get the two-point convert, they could return it for two So,
0: points. no, I I get that. I guess there's... But still... It's
1: eliminating the making it the yeah, two points. sure. Score game, no matter what.
0: I guess I get it eliminates any option for them to score, but it... I mean, you're already up, so I guess it's fine, but I don't know. For me, it's like – It's look, still goofy, though. Get what like, points you can. It, touchdown. It, it, down. At least try for the points. I understand not going for the kick, but at the very I, least, you go for two, you're on the two-yard line. Try to run it.
1: I, Just I don't fuck up. the extra point like, there's got to be someone, that, like a receiver, they're so athletic. Think, the punter? Used to, yeah, I don't know. And our punter is one of the best athletes. Like, I don't know. Regards, so Washington wins today. Um, very close game. Oh, there's RG3. Oh, I was wondering was, where that kid was at. He's a college commentator now. He uh, good he for him. He uh, made it clear, though, if a team wants him back, he would come back, including Washington. And right the now. teams
0: made it very clear. Nah, you good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and stay there.
1: I was explaining to someone today just, like, the difference between Lamar and RG3 of just, like, because RG3 – he ran for seven hundred yards that rookie year, like he was a running quarterback, but when you see RG three, I mean he takes hits in the worst possible way. Like he just doesn't have that natural ability. One, he was like a trap person playing football. He doesn't cut left and right, he doesn't have any juke moves. Yes. So he was just straight on speed. But you could when he got hit it was like the worst possible hit you could take. He just takes it awkwardly every time. Or you watch Lamar. Like, no Vaseline. Lamar looks like a freaking running back. He just knows how to twist his body to take the least amount of damage as you can. And his jukes are ridiculous. Yeah. There's a point today. He ended up getting hit from behind. But he, there's three people in front of me like, froze. Did a little left-right juke. They're, they're frozen. Had the guy not hit him from behind, he would have been gone. But you never see Lamar take. I mean, he does take some big hits when he's still in the pocket. But when he runs, he does not.
0: Oh, shit. I'm looking at the highlights now for uh, the Detroit game. All right, so that was fourth and one, and they fumbled. So that's what put Minnesota back in it.
1: Yeah, and Kurt, you know, clutch. So minute and 50 left, he gets the touchdown. Again, he's always criticized for not being clutch, but he gets these Mm -hmm. type of games taken away from him. He did what he needed to do. He scored under two minutes, a touchdown. He can't do any more. I mean, I guess he could try to not score so quickly.
0: Well, I mean, that's what Chicago did. Chicago ran that shit way down, and and you know. But they needed a touchdown, so they couldn't, you know. They
1: needed so what well, it?
0: Was what twenty? It was twenty to twenty-three, so they could have went to overtime.
1: Wait, no, because Detroit.
0: They won twenty-seven. They only won
1: by two, so Minnesota needed that.
0: So touchdown. no, they won by two because they didn't go for the extra point. So.
1: But Minnesota needed a touchdown to take
0: the lead. But what I'm saying is, they could have still gone to overtime. They could have still hit a field goal to go to overtime. Minnesota could have, like, I'm talking about, like when Kurt scored the touchdown. Like they could have milked the clock down, like uh, Chicago did the week before, and then you know play for overtime. I mean, but you know, always go for the win if you can. But I mean, he, you know, they scored that early. You're still leaving so much opportunity for the other team, you know, which is good because Detroit won. So yeah,
1: you wouldn't think. That was enough opportunity for Detroit, but,
0: Yeah, well if it, was especially Staff- also now, if it was Stafford, I would've like, Oh, that's too much time, but it's golf, it's like, mm, we'll see. So, yeah,
1: I mean, it's crazy just looking at the stats of Minnesota put up some monster numbers, but they're five and seven, with probably all seven losses are under. Yeah, six they,
0: they didn't get their asses <laughs> beat in any game. Um, and you know good for Detroit, you know, the you know, they didn't go in there talking about, you know, the wind. You know, there was a school shooting up there in Michigan. And, you know, they dedicated, you know, the, the game to everyone affected in nice. in that tragedy. So, um, yeah, it was weird because I didn't even know anything happened at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't even. I between. just heard yesterday. I saw
1: yesterday. some kind of story. I was reading a little bit about it.
0: So, um, that, I don't want to jump into that, though. So, yeah. All right. right, uh, Want to talk about the Ravens game?
1: Yeah. So that was a big, big game because the Ravens were the number one seed in the AFC. Um, <laughs> so Ravens versus Steelers, always a rivalry. And in fact, if I was to bet money, it's usually the lower seed kind of wins. Always.
0: I mean, it's usually an ugly game. So the last twenty six games, they've been they're thirteen and thirteen. I actually saw another stat somewhere that says over the last however many years, they're 14-14. and 14. So I guess why didn't they just say the last 20 fucking eight games are 14-14, <laughs> but not any longer.
1: See, so yeah, I mean, no matter what the record is, you never know what's going to happen with those games. Um, I watched a lot of this game today, um, flipping back and forth between the Washington game, and both offenses struggled mightily, uh, Ravens for sure. Pittsburgh's defense looked really good. T.J. Watt, especially, um, they were given. I mean, to be honest, Pittsburgh looked a little bit better most of the game. Um, Yeah, the the parts that I saw. The Ravens had like a 99-yard drive in the beginning of the game. You thought like, oh, shit, the Ravens are about to kill them. Then that was it for a long time. Um, But I think the, you know, so that game ended with 2019 Steelers, but the Ravens' score right at the end. Pretty difficult touchdown, and to me, I would have for sure kicked the extra point to put that game in overtime because Steelers were struggling most of the game on offense. I, you also have one of the best kickers of all time that to get in his field goal range is incredibly difficult, and then the Steelers' kicker missed the extra point. So I just feel like my percentage to win would have been to put that in overtime, but they go for two. I think two point conversions in general it's definitely under fifty percent. So yeah. The Steelers had got a two point conversion, so I don't know if they're cocky like, oh, they got a touchdown and two point conversion on us. We could do the same.
0: I think Lamar always wants to go for two when there's opportunity. Yeah, and two, Harbaugh's
1: but... been known to like let Lamar choose. Um sounds lazy to me, but but I could. would have picked extra point there. I think I like when teams go for two when you're the underdog. Like a, you're, you shouldn't win this game, but yeah. the Ravens overall are, are the superior team, yeah. and I would have put it in overtime, and I would have trusted that we would probably get in field goal range with Justin Tucker at the minimum.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried about Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean in any regard,
1: Pittsburgh got that their last drive, but that's to be expected. That's how their games are. They'll both play super close, and then the end. It always comes down to right at the end. But, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people think it was the right call. I personally don't think that was the right call. Um, and probably some Ravens fans probably think they got cheated by the refs. <laughs> the men, no, they can't say that. Because <laughs> watching that game, definitely more calls went the Ravens way. Um, they they got away teams. with some pretty bad
0: ones. <laughs> I, I, I see that quite often, but somehow the refs are against them. Yeah,
1: they, they've, yeah, I mean, they got a gifted a win versus Detroit. Detroit should have two wins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least. Maybe three. 2.5.
1: You got yeah.
0: that? Yeah. We should have three. We should have beat Pittsburgh. Honestly, it should have been Cleveland. But
1: yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Detroit could potentially go forward. it. Well, I think the well, AFC.
0: Cincinnati uh, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Cincinnati I think, fucked though, them
1: the up. AFC North is slightly overrated. um Initially, I didn't think so, but. um like the Bengals, worth mentioning, they got destroyed by the Chargers today. Again, uh, you know, Burroughs' pinkies messed up. But, I mean, that was a huge win. Um, and the Ravens, to be honest, they, they, there was a stat showing in the game. Like, they're minus eight in the turnovers. Like, usually that's one of the worst teams. Like, yeah. it's not rare. It's super rare that a team's minus eight in a turnover battle and has a good record.
0: So I mean, they threw four interceptions to Cleveland last week, and yeah, so th- that that's, that speaks volumes about Cleveland, though, because like you were gifted four opportunities, and you fuck because you're Cleveland, you're in Ohio. If they were in uh, any other state, they probably would have won, but they're from yeah. Ohio.
1: So the Ravens have all these stats that hey, show hey. they should have a Ohio's worst trash. Record.
0: We don't have listeners there, so
1: we don't. <laughs> But if you want to listen to us in Ohio, what's up? Trash. Um, See, that knocked the Ravens out of the number one seed, though. So, that was a big decision to go for that two-point conversion. Uh, Other big game is the 49ers lost to Seattle. They're, you know, that's their rival. Um, I believe Seattle has been kind of dominating San Francisco over the years. Could be wrong. But... San Francisco was the final playoff seed, I believe in NFC and that's going to knock them out. Um, Mm. So, and then I'm not losing. I I guess we didn't mention, but Washington beat the Raiders. Um, We mentioned it. we didn't go into detail.
0: Let's go into detail Uh, about
1: that one. Um, So as a Washington fan, we are now the fifth seed. I can dig it. (laughs) We are now six and six. So (laughs) at least we don't have a losing record or in the playoffs like last year. Um, Huge game for both teams. The Raiders were also like right on that bubble seat. So I believe this puts them at six and six, but might knock them out. Um low scoring game. Uh R- Washington takes the lead very close to the end. And to be honest, Heineke got away with probably should have been an interception at the least. Maybe a pick six. So yeah, that
0: one that was shaky.
1: <laughs> so he got away with that, but then made up for it. They scored. Um, and then the Raiders' first play with, you know, freaking 40 seconds to go. Almost hit a home run. It does look like if they would have called pass interference, you, I don't know that you could argue it, but one of the Washington defenders held the jersey slightly for a second. Shh. But they usually let that go.
0: Hey, hey, hey. But the Shh. receiver
1: still could have caught it. Uh, he kind of ran past the ball slightly. But I, I remember the Raiders won an overtime like that, like first play. Home run. Um, so big loss. Hey, for... Michigan
0: started off with a home run yesterday against Iowa, and then the next next time they had the ball, they or yeah, they hit another one. with a trick play. Go so, blue.
1: Washington is now the fifth seed. Um, let's see if I could pull this up. Fast. Oh, the NFC playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs weren't. Are you for fucking so logging the Wi-Fi? I got it now. Yeah, okay. got it now. You so name my Wi-Fi is trash. Raiders now are out of the playoffs. so Where they Col- belong. Colts dominated today. And the Colts look like a tough team to me. So they're not a sixth seed at 7-6. and six, But they have one of the best run games. Good defense. And Wentz is actually playing pretty good. Not they did beat the ones. Texans. I mean, they shut out the Texans. It's an NFL team. NFC now. So we got Arizona. Number one seed. Green Bay. Tampa Bay. Both 9 and 3, Dallas at 8 and 4. The Rams are the first wild card at 8 and 4. So they could, you know, I think the Rams. They just broke their losing streak. And then Washington is 6 and 6 now with four wins in a row. And San Francisco, actually, they're still in it. So they're 6 and 6. But they're. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's right. Well, the Eagles, wow, the Eagles are 6 and 7. So they're a half game out. Um, but they're also the Eagles. Ooh, it's very close. I mean, even Seattle's not out yet. Seattle's the 11th seed at 4-8. and eight. But
0: That's Houston is back. officially out. They're officially eliminated, said uh, ESPN.
1: This is listing Detroit. You are not out yet. That's You're five wild. games back, technically.
0: That's wild because ESPN <laughs> did say that Houston is officially eliminated. So they're the eliminated, end. but Detroit's not because of that tie. That's
1: wild. Yeah, let's see at the AFC. Yeah. Because technically Jacksonville and Houston are not eliminated yet.
0: Well, I'll put up the post that says Houston's eliminated. They're eliminated. And I want to speak to the manager.
1: Five games left. Yeah, I mean, this might just be the standing. So they probably are eliminated. Well, but yeah, they're, they're, they're Jacksonville's below them.
0: No, they're out too. Fuck them.
1: But yeah, what's wild is for all those teams. Well, I mean, Jacksonville drafted the quarterback. Texans will need a quarterback, and Detroit needs a quarterback. So <laughs> not necessarily need a quarterback, but I mean, when you're they if need you're the number one pick, so usually you go quarterback. But there's no quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, be. there's no quarterbacks worth taking number one. So they could trade it's that. It's like pick. one
1: of the worst drafts to have the number one pick. They I They
0: could take a defensive player. They could trade.
1: Uh, yeah, if they could trade down, that'd be ideal to get. But I don't know. Is there even a dominant defense? I don't, I don't think there's it.
0: anyone that I don't think anyone really wants that number one pick. That's the thing, because what like what are you really shooting for? Because there's really not anything. It's extra-
1: the first year in college. I don't feel like there's anything outstanding coming out. Like so, the a lot thing- of hype of Chase Young being number two, and then he. As of now, he
0: doesn't look nearly as good as the Bosa brothers. Well, and that's the thing, though, with the NFL draft, though, it's like you have, you're kind of going off of, you know, you see some college stuff going on, you see names, but ultimately, you know, you you get your, your key players later in the draft. I mean, that's just how the game is played. Or you could take that risk and go for the Peyton Manning at the very beginning and it just happened to pan out. Or you could get the Ryan Leaf. I mean, you just never know. Or Jamarcus Russell. I
1: actually give a lot of props to Arizona, where they took the quarterback in the first round, Josh Rosen, and then immediately took Kyler Murray, because they were like, "This isn't, this isn't the guy."
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean,
1: I think Cleveland has done that, but then they still miss.
0: (laughs) Well, Cleveland took
1: like five quarterbacks in seven years in the first.
0: (laughs) I think Cleveland's done that. Cincinnati was doing it
1: too. Because you, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you got a top, you gotta just try for the franchise quarterbacks. That's the most important thing you can get. Um, but I mean, like look, look at Lamar; he was taken. I mean, Trent
0: Dilfer wasn't an important quarterback. You yeah, know, but I think that era
1: might be over. Mm,
0: I don't think it's completely just over. because of the well, rules. The defenses, so yeah, huh? yeah, the defense because yeah, defenses were. They have a lot so, of disadvantages. So I mean, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Mac Jones. I think you know in the system that he's in, and he's not a bad quarterback. But I think the Patriots' defense is playing. As tough oh, yeah. of you know as you can. Patriots are good because of their defense. And Mac Williams is
1: probably a middle road quarterback. With Matt, Mac Jones. What did I say, Mac?
0: You said Mac Matt, Mac Williams.
1: Miggity, 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 Mac.
0: I mean, I think he would be a little insulted and hurt that you call him Mac
1: Williams. Have you seen? There was a video of just showing his interviews before when he first got signed to the Patriots to now of like how much he's turned into, like, Bill Belichick. <laughs> he's just saying as little as possible. I like it. Because he I was all like, talking. And then he's just like, yes.
0: I love every bit of that. <laughs> that shit is awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's the perfect quarterback for them. But, yeah, I mean, Mac Jones is steadily getting better and better. I mean, he he honestly doesn't have tons of talent around him, I think. No, um, I, I agree. So, super smart kid. And, and it was funny is they have yeah, I don't think he was necessarily you know, smart. It was just because he was, he was, I, I think, the least athletic of the top quarterbacks coming out. Yeah,
0: easily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, there's the picture of his body, but he has the, not, not the even Tom Brady body. <laughs>
0: it, it, well, yeah, that's why they picked him. It was like, look at this guy. He looks just like Tommy. Now, get him a supermodel wife.
1: Bill has a tight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he, he like him thick. Yeah.
1: He don't like he don't like them all cut up. Nah. <laughs> He's like, give me that thick boy over there.
0: You like ice cream?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like in New England right now. I mean,
0: I mean, I like them right now. But to it's tough to completely
1: just... pick them because of the talent on our offense. But
0: well, also, I mean, it's tough to pick them because yeah, their offense isn't the most talented. But and I'll get to this in a little bit. Neither was the 2001 New England's offense either.
1: Oh yeah, it's very similar to previous New England teams the way they're playing now, and it would be interesting though. Again, we talked about it last episode Brady winning the first Super Bowl after the split, but then Belichick coming back if he won number two with a rookie it. quarterback. I would love it. Does that? I feel like that trumps so that a little bit because Brady went to a super team a little not. Full super team, they, they were complete. They teamed though. up. They like—they're like Voltron.
0: So, <laughs> I think as of last week, they were saying the front runner for MVP was Brady, and the front runner for Coach of the Year was Belichick. So I like shit like that too. I hope it—I hope it ends up that way because it would be even
1: crazier if Belichick beats Brady in the Super Bowl with Mac Jones.
0: I would love every fucking. Yeah, deal I would of like
1: that. I—I I feel like that's the best possible scenario besides. Mm-hmm. If Washington, I don't think they're going to make
0: the Super Bowl, but I mean, yeah, like that's what that I'm, that would
1: be my second best.
0: That's second. the Super Bowl I'm gunning for. If I don't get that, I want Stafford to get in there and yeah. I don't, right now, the way that the Rams are playing, I don't see that happening, but that's what I want. Yeah.
1: I need OBJ to beat old OBJ. They need, so, they don't the, have a running back. But stuff a huge problem. With the Rams, and then Robert Woods is a big loss. Um, so, you want to jump to this beer? Yeah, let's rate this next beer. Um, right. So, we've always been doing mostly craft beers, IPAs. It's been a while since we did a mainstream beer. Not fully mainstream, but we're doing... It's got, a, it's got commercials. We got Guinness, not regular Guinness though, the extra stout. So it's yeah. kind of like their version. I believe you would call this basically the malt liquor of Guinness. Because <laughs> it's the bigger bottle and it's the higher alcohol percentage. I don't remember what regular Guinness is, but I know it's not 5.6. Yeah, the regular's like like 4.8. Yeah. No, that might be a little high. I think that is about right. It, it's close to 5. But there was a point Guinness would drop down at one point to like I want to say the three.
0: I know. And it went back up. I'm certain I saw four three. Someone told me four three once and I was very shocked.
1: So yeah, Guinness Extra Stout. It's a stout Irish dry beer. Um, Very similar to regular Guinness. Um, Got the little extra kick, which I I, I appreciate. Um, We did get it ice cold. The taste isn't the best, but we did. uh, I drank mine fast.
0: Um, I yeah, I, I didn't.
1: It's got a heavy, I'd say, a mix of a coffee and a milkshake taste to it. So it's
0: when it was when it was ice cold, it it was smoother. As it started losing that cold, I was like, all right, I'm gonna cool out here.
1: So yeah, I would say Venice regular Guinness tastes slightly better. Um, this was a little bit more bitter. Um, still, I I did like it, and I was you know. We recorded an off the mats episode, so listen to that. As I was doing kind of like a modified black and tan, just for something. They're, of course, light. That's probably not the right beer. Um, But, I mean, when you mix it with a light beer, it just makes it more smooth. I I can see that. Um, Yeah, what would you rate this one? All right.
0: So, it's tough for me because I don't hate it. This just isn't the beer for me. Um, I would probably say. It's
1: got a very coffee taste to it to me. Um, a coffee with no cream and sugar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I drink my coffee black. Now it's not because I like my coffee black. It's just I'm a social path. So I'm just trying to get the job done. There's no job to be done here. So I don't want no coffee. Um, my score for this, I'd probably go with five six. Like I'm just not impressed with it
1: yeah it's 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 a tr- you but it's pick. not Cause bad. i don't hate it but i gotta be fair of what we rate yeah scores
0: like i would again if you gave it to me i'm gonna drink it but reluctantly but i'm definitely not gonna buy this
1: yeah this to me is something you would mix with something so like yeah we absolutely. like the irish car bomb yeah in the past. It's been a long time since I did
0: one of those so, one of my what? favorite drinks. You know what? You got a birthday upcoming. Let we do some Irish car bombs. Hell yeah. The next episode.
1: That was one of my favorite uh initial first, you know, bombs. Um Man, this is hard to because I don't dislike it, but at the same time it's like compared to like these IPAs, nah. It's got a coffee taste. I'm gonna go six point five. That was pretty
0: generous of me. You're welcome, goodness. My left foot is itching like a son of a bitch on the top. And I'm really annoyed right now.
1: Is that like AIDS or something? Probably just athlete's foot.
0: (laughs) Maybe. I got like... We were just talking about that last night. Athlete's foot. And um, like ringworm and shit like that. And they were like, yeah, you you know, if you get the prescribed stuff, it takes X amount of time. I was like, I got that shit from Target, the extra strength joint. That shit was dead in a day. So
1: I, I have this weird um, I, don't know, I get this like tropical, uh, it's like a skin rash in the summertime, and it's apparently common among people white on people. Tropical, no tropical island. So it's it's weird that I get it, but they say people that get that it's uh, it reoccurs. So it's basically I get it whenever the sun or not the sun, the seasons change from mm-hmm. summer when it changes to fall and i would be prescribed this prescription every time and but to get that prescription you got to go to a skin doctor then i was reading what it was and it was like the same ingredient as an athlete's foot cream yeah. it's like i tried one time at walmart i was like well this is the same thing let me just buy this and it takes one time and it i'm fine again yeah. this isn't it's, it's weird it's just like it makes splotchy marks on my arms, and doesn't itch. Doesn't affect me in any way. This looks like these weird marks. I used to get something like that on my leg. Completely. It goes away. Mm. One time using that cream, <laughs> but hey, she, avoid the doctor trip.
0: Of course. Like I mean, if if it's if it can be avoided, but I don't know. It's fucking goofy anyway. Yeah. So but yeah,
1: I'm basically an island boy. Don't. I'm an island boy just trying to make it so we we should come out with a colompton song we're just collapsing men
0: there's to a screwdriver right next to me and i will stab you yeah but it,
1: those dudes are somehow i don't it, it's stupid you know what i have noticed on tiktok if something stupid goes viral that person just does the exact same thing over and over and over. The exact same thing. And it no, no. blows up. I'm like, what? There's a guy I've come across. I don't know if you've come across him. But he eats food. And this song comes on and he just goes. No. And he's
0: 500,000 likes. We on. look at different things on TikTok. I look at Broad shaking their asses and titties.
1: No, I mean, usually I do get. It says. It'll be like. It'll be funny. But like. If you are seeing these videos cuz you like this this and this. Yeah, you're
0: right. You. Yeah. <laughs> when they say that I'm like, "Yep, you're right." And I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and like this. <laughs> and then I'm going to go look for similar videos like this. I was like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, daddy issues? Tattoos? Trauma? Like, like, like." <laughs> um All right. So, I want to get into some media because I didn't think I watched a bunch of media, but then I did. So the one thing I want to get into is the man in the arena, the Tom Brady stuff on ESPN. So I only watched the first episode. I haven't had time to sit down and watch uh, the others right now. And I think it's a weekly series as of now. And like watching that first episode and looking at that New England team with Drew Bledsoe and then how all that shit went down. I was always a Drew Bledsoe fan. I like Tom Brady because he went to Michigan. But I always loved Drew Bledsoe. And I think what it was is that i grew up a Dan Marino fan. And them being in the same division, and then it was like Bledsoe was kind of the the, the next wave of great quarterbacks being the number one pick for the Patriots what in 93 and, and just kind of on the rise. And, and he was living up to it. They went to the Super Bowl, I believe, in 95 and lost to Green Bay. And, you know, he signed a hundred million dollar contract with New England, uh, 2001. And like, he got hurt, lost his job to Tom Brady, but he handled that shit like a fucking saint. And while watching that, I started fucking tearing up for that dude. Cause you know, even him interviewing, he was just really cool about it. And, you know, he talked about. You know, he was like, Tom was never a dick about it. And Tom, you know, was always like, even in the interviews, just praising, you know, Drew Bledsoe for yeah, being such a great that's dude. That's
1: rare. Yeah. And that's something you got to give major, major props to Drew Bledsoe. Cause as yeah. we've had multiple jackasses of the week Aaron Rodgers. He does claim to say, you know, certain things like Jordan Love, I like him and blah, blah, blah. But it's like. You have to accept the fact, you know, NFL is playing the best person available. Yeah. Um, you are getting paid millions of dollars. You're a professional athlete. It it it's something to be said to be able to check your ego, to be able to admit you're not the best one on the team. So but that is
0: rare. But that's the thing, though. I'm Not so sure that Drew Bledsoe wasn't the best quarterback
1: but on he, the team. He supported it.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, he, he went, went with team it. First. And then when he came into the AFC Championship game and they beat Pittsburgh because uh, Tom Brady got injured, I think he sprained his ankle, and, you know, the excitement came back. And then the team was just – they were supporting whoever. As long as they're winning, they're supportive, and that's good. I mean, the defense is what was really carrying that team, but you still had Drew Bledsoe and, you know, an emerging Tom Brady. And going into that Super Bowl – they're like Drew Bledsoe was certain that he got his job back. He's like, I'm, I'm back. And so was everyone else. They're like, he's back. And then Tom Brady got the start. And you know Drew was still hurt by it, but still supportive. And like watching, that, I was like, damn, dude, I love that dude. It's like, like when I think about, it, it's like, who's your favorite quarterback of all time? It's always been Dan Marino. But seeing that shit with Drew Bledsoe, it was like, just the way he handled that, it was always close with those two for me. And was just, you know, just, I don't know, I just really like Drew Bledsoe. I like Bill Parcells. I like that Patriots team that went to the Super Bowl uh, in 95. But it's like looking at that and it's like, that dude handled that shit like a champ. And it was never disgruntled, never a dick about it. And I think what helped was Tom Brady wasn't a dick either. Because he was like, if Tom was an asshole, it would have been a different story. But Tom was always, you know, you know, very supportive and and just grateful. And you know, when he got traded to Buffalo, I liked Buffalo. I, I didn't. I never disliked Buffalo, but I liked Buffalo when Bledsoe went there. I was always rooting for that dude. But it's just interesting looking at that season when Tom Brady came in, took over, and just. Where things were at because I've always said that Belichick's got a system that works because when Matt Castle came in, you know, he played very well when Tom Brady uh, had the knee injury and then he got the contract with Kansas City, I think, and he wasn't quite as good. And that's where, you are like, well, maybe it's Bill Belichick has a system.
1: Yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everyone, everyone has gone through. Has done well, and then gone and got a you know decent contract somewhere else, and it, it but then the thing is, Brady went to Tampa, and was still Brady. Now this is many years later. Yeah, a, yeah I mean, he might have
1: absorbed everything. I mean, he had yeah. twenty, some not twenty, I don't know how many years, uh,
0: close that? to twenty years, close to it at least. So it, it's just interesting. I'm gonna you know watch the rest of you know what's available at least. I think again it comes out weekly, but. It was really fucking
1: good and well done. I always think, too, of like one thing with professional football, especially, is you want to feel like you're a team and come robbery. Come. I get you. Come I can't
0: com, say it. I can't either.
1: <laughs> but there, you're also in such competition with your own team for your spot. And yep. that weirds me out of just like you kind of got to play a little bit selfish because you're really a professional athlete, which really a professional athlete to me is someone that's making money to play a sport. So you got to earn that spot on your team. And it's like, in some ways, you need to get stats in football. You need to, I mean, they see if you're playing the position the right way, but you're in competition with your own team more than anything to be on the team. So it's like, I wonder how those relationships are sometimes. like, I feel like if you're an established veteran that's obviously going to start, then you're more likely to not worry about that. But when you're the second and third string guy fat fighting for that last roster spot, I feel like you're in competition with your own team more than teams you're playing against in a way.
0: Do you remember the TV show on ESPN, Playmakers?
1: Was that with The Rock?
0: No. No, no that that no, was Ballers, Ballers on HBO. I, I I watched that first season. I did enjoy it. I don't. I guess I like I like TV shows, but I don't. <laughs> you know, it's like once it got to the sex, it was like eh, I think they said they only needed to say in the first one though. They didn't need a sequel. But no, Playmakers was a show on ESPN. Uh, I can't remember when. I, I want to say early two thousands. NFL vetoed that shit quick because it was getting a little too close to home with a lot of. A lot of stuff was wild, you know. They had um, Cuban Gooden Jr.'s younger brother, Omar Gooden. I Always call him Gooden. Uh, Cuban Gooden Jr. Jr.
1: Some wild and crazy kids.
0: Yep, <laughs> fucking right. Um, he he was the the up and coming up and coming running back, uh, and there was a veteran running back who you know was basically in danger of losing his job to the younger guy can't remember who was the quarterback, and then they had a tight end on the team who was gay. Uh, Cuban Gooden Jr. Jr., as the running back, had a drug problem. The veteran running back, I think, hit his wife. I mean, maybe he didn't hit his wife, but I think he pushed her. So, there's a lot of controversial stuff going on. And I think NFL is like, yeah, we don't kind of like that. I think I really don't like
1: how truthful you're being.
0: So, there was an interview on a, a radio station. I remember hearing this. It was, I feel like it was ESPN because I didn't listen to a lot of different talk radio. And I remember Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin were on there and kind of joking. I don't know if they knew they were recording. And Deion Sanders said, hey, you know, they got a, a TV show about you it's called Playmakers. Because there's always that controversy about Michael Irvin having a coke problem. And uh, Omar Gooden's character had the coke problem. So, but I think about that when I think about the team chemistry atmosphere uh, or aspect of, you know, hey, you're competing for your job. You know, we're supposed to be boys. But...
1: Yeah, because it's weird. Some of the better teams always say, well, one of the key things is we want to create competition amongst our team to see who's the best players. But... I feel like that also can hurt things a little bit. And some examples would just be when there's quarterbacks that are not far and above. Like, obviously, certain teams, you know who the starter is. It's a yeah. big difference. Then it was like when RG3 and Kirk Cousins got drafted the same year. I immediately said, like, how dumb that was. I remember getting in an argument with my brother. Like He's like, no, because We have a great backup. But I'm like, but what if Kirk Cousins is better than RG3? Like, it's going to create so much of a problem. And Kirk Cousins was better than RG3. Um, Maybe not that first year, the way the offense was, but that offense was just new. It took the league by storm. And it was a very simple offense. Like, RG3 had one, two reads. That was it. And you could see the rest of his career, he failed. And. Cousins still doing decent, maybe he's not the greatest, but I I I think he's good. Yeah. But it was that dynamic of like they hated each other. I mean, they're competing for the same job and I don't think they were working together. They weren't supporting each other, like no. I, I don't think R G three appreciated that they drafted a quarterback the same year. I think round three, round four. Yeah, like it was the third round. Yeah, like, that, he didn't that's appreciate that. It's like, fucking goofy, from though. From go it's like... I wouldn't either. Yeah.
0: You draft me. What, what, <laughs> he went number two,
1: RG3? Yep, and that's when they traded freaking three picks to get him. You're fucking um, dumb. But yeah, so the, and like so, even now, Fitzpatrick and Heineke. I think Fitzpatrick's played enough years, He's old, and he's been replaced like 10 times in his career. He'd probably be supportive. There's no way he's happy that no. I think mean, he's having success, and now if he ever can come back, they're probably not going to go to him again. So once no. again, he goes to a team. He thinks he's the starter. And was, he lost his job to Tua last year when he was playing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just looking at locker room dynamics, I mean, and, and this is a little different, but like with jiu-jitsu, we have kind of a similar dynamic in that regard. Even though on the mat you're competing – Individually by yourself. It's still a team sport. You know, when you have weight classes, you know, we do support each other. And I do like, hey, we're one of two things will happen. Either we'll say, look, I'll, I'll move up where I move down and wait. Or we'll close out. You know, we'll, we'll uh, close out a division. Because if they see that you're on the same team, they're not going to put you where you're going to see each other before the finals. So... They're going to put one on one side and the other on the other side and you know you get to the finals some competitions will have you go against your teammate like the major ibjjf they don't typically have you go against your teammate um but i know for our team you know we're supportive of all the ranks it's like other blue belts is like what are you doing okay you know what can i help you do now again it's a little different but At the same time, it's not. I mean, if you are a team, you know, you have to ask yourself some questions about the ego. It's like, now with NFL, it's different because there's millions of dollars on the line. That's where it gets way different. Because here, it's a hobby for some. It's just a little bit more because, you know, they're going to fucking Vegas for World Championship fucking matches. But ultimately, we're all supportive of each other. We want the team to win. And NFL it's like okay, yeah, I, I want the team to, to win, like but I want my money.
1: It's a crazy dynamic because like high school, definitely you're more of a team. No one's getting yeah, paid. Yeah. There are probably some slight ego things, but at the well, same time, because you're, you're young, still all friends and like let's win. College, even still, like you're getting paid with scholarships.
0: Um, yeah, college. I think there is. I think that's where kinds of it's head because I mean Cam Newton, he was he. He's, uh was recruited to Florida. He transferred to Auburn. Tim, Tim Tebow was a quarterback at Florida when Cam Newton was there. So it's almost kind of like, yeah, yeah cause I'm not going mean, to stick yeah, around for this. I'm not like getting that NFL
1: job. NFL potential. You got to go where you're going to get some shine. I mean, yeah. If you're behind another NFL player, your quarterback especially you might not. Get seen.
0: And I, I don't know what the dynamic was like. I I don't imagine that, you know, they, they had static.
1: I bet they didn't have static. It was just a matter of, like, I, I if I'm going to make it to NFL, I got to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's not like NFL, you sign a contract. I mean, your contract for X amount of years, you can say, hey, I want to be traded. And they could say no. Or they could say, hey, all yeah, right, get the fuck out of here. the
1: NFL contracts, there's only limited guaranteed. Granted, if you make it to the NFL team, you probably made a couple... 100,000 at
0: least. Yeah. I mean, at least you're a sign of
1: life, but you got to you know, a big chunk of money. Yeah. But yeah, you're competing so hard with your own team, especially the second and third string guys, it's just like I I just imagined them in the preseason if you're the number 2 guy fighting for another guy, number 2, in your head you see him make a good play, you're probably like, "Fuck." <laughs> I don't feel like you're happy about it
0: so and that, that was the weird thing watching that, that first episode when you would see you know Tom Brady doing well and Drew Bledsoe's you know you know cheering him on high five when they're talking you know it's like good for him and I wonder if you know just the times have a lot to do with that though too it's like back then, it's like and, – and maturity because Drew had been in the league at that point for, what, eight years by that point. So, you know, and again, there is that thought that I'm not going to lose my job to this kid. I mean, look, I, I, you know, had some internal bleeding. I'd be out for six weeks. You know, coming back to the next season, I'll get my job back.
1: And that that's probably a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers situation is he's clearly one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but he probably has a little bit of a – some doubt of like, damn, they drafted this kid? Am I done? Like, as good as he is, to me, that was a little bit of an insecurity of him. Yeah. Because as long as he plays well, they won't replace him. They're just preparing. You're old. You got to prepare.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure that was the thing he in New the England. same thing with Favre. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that was the thing in New England, though, whenever they would draft a quarterback while Brady was there. It's like
1: – Oh, yeah, Brady hated it. I mean, it that's like, why they got rid of Drew Garoppolo's – he was like, nah, this dude
0: got to come. He was like, yo, hey, what the fuck y'all doing? And they were like, well, we're preparing because you're not going to play forever. And he was like, the fuck if I'm not?
1: Yeah, I mean, Brady's. It's funny, you know, steroids are illegal. Whatever Brady's doing, I think will eventually be illegal. They just haven't figured out what he's doing.
0: <laughs> um, let me sort this drink situation out because I'm not yeah, drinking. Dennis
1: might have to go lower.
0: It's the first beer that got dumped out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put this aside because I'm gonna have to dump that at the end. Um, yeah, but but I, I enjoyed that episode. I'm gonna, you know, finish out the rest of them. Um, I think I talked on here before about higher learning, and we watched it again last uh, a couple nights ago. It just, damn! Can you hear that? That
1: sounds great. We <laughs> were doing a commercial.
0: <laughs> um, we we were watching it again the other night, and just kind of thinking about just some other details in that movie that that were just interesting because where well, we grew up in Howard County, we, you know, we were like a salad bowl community. Like everybody knew each other, everybody loved each other type deal. And you know, watching that movie, and especially when it came, out, I think it came out like 92, 93. and. Just looking back on it, it was like, that shit seemed fucking foreign to me. It's just like, even though I came from an area where there are only three white kids in my school, so it's like, but I still felt kind of connected to just mixing and mingling with everyone. But then when you watch this movie where it's like, it's very clear, the Asian kids are hanging out here, the Hispanic kids are here, the black kids are here, the white kids are there, and then you watch the movie kind of progress where Ice Cube, Buster Rhymes, Mike Tomlin... All hang out, and <laughs> you caught that.
1: Uh, they all like, hang out in the spot. It's I mean, what's funny is, I have a movie I was gonna talk about that's also Mike Tomlin. Yep, see, <laughs> he, he, the,
0: yo, they, they need to make a Mike Tomlin film right now, and Omar Epps better play him. Uh, it would be
1: funny if they do a documentary on Mike Tomlin or some kind of story, I and mean, he doesn't play him, be like, oh. I'd be
0: angry. Uh, but
1: imagine if he auditioned. And then he got totally
0: thinking, like, really? <laughs> it's like, I look like the motherfucker. Uh, but, you know, watching that movie again and just kind of thinking about our upbringing in Howard County and just how that movie, and I, I was telling Sarah, that movie actually kind of fucked me a little bit because I just didn't think it was true. I didn't feel like that was how it was. Remind me who
1: else is in Thailand? because I think I've seen bits and pieces. Was that, uh, um, I don't want to say because then I'll look
0: it was like ice in
1: that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So It was just in Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Um. It it was just weird because I was like, that's not how it is though, and you know now as we're looking at the world, now it's like uh, maybe maybe in some parts.
1: It's funny. I was trying to explain to someone. It we're actually a question. Uh, a Jeopardy question was, what's the first planned U.S. Mm-hmm. city? And it's Columbia. Yeah. For those that don't know, Columbia was completely planned like kind of ahead of time, and what you mean by that is obviously every city's planned. But who, if you don't live in Columbia, we can tell how where each other live by which uh, neighborhood you're in Owen Brown, Oakland Mills, Wild Lake. Yeah. Other cities don't have that, they don't have
0: it, so they do, but we have villages, yeah, that's like-
1: what I mean. So every one of those neighborhoods has a village center. So, it's where you can do your grocery shopping, uh, basic shopping, basically.
0: Um, well, I think the idea was initially for those villages to be set up where that was your community. That's where you could do all your shopping. Yeah, really.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is.
0: As, as years went on, obviously, you know, you get the malls and Walmarts and stuff. Yeah, and the
1: malls, the main part of the town. Yeah. But, yeah, every – and you could – we could commute like we really knew where you were. at oh, I know where you are. Oak Brown, yeah. In the yeah. paths, the bike paths, um, yep. were the connectors. The entire state. all of Columbia is connected by bike paths. We have uh, lots of parks throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and lot. The you know. Totlots is
0: specific to Columbia.
1: Columbia. Yeah. Village Center is. Yeah. Like what the fuck's a village? So,
0: center? <laughs> so uh, I have friends in uh, Sweden, and Sweden is set up basically how we grew up in Howard County, and, and it's in possible
1: it actually took a model of that because columbia was like a big deal of the model but the other thing what it did was they had section 8 housing mixed with expensive housing and then they had good school systems so columbia ended up being one of the my most diverse areas especially our high school yeah was v- extremely diverse and it was like yeah, there was some friction between certain groups. I remember a little bit. Not anything major. But for the most part, it was like... I remember a friend of ours that passed away of like telling him, like, dude, when you go outside of our bubble, there's some extreme racism in Maryland, down south, yeah. Frederick. Like, we don't see it here. He, he was like, nah, nah, nah. They, I remember him telling me, like, you're right. Like, I didn't know it was like that. I was like... Dude, if we go down south in the US, it's totally different.
0: <laughs> well, not even just that though. I mean, it. it
1: we w- they're not all friends like we are.
0: <laughs> I mean, even, you know, because um, I know, and people might give me shit for this, but I mean, like, racism isn't just one sided. Like, you can go to Detroit, in certain parts of Detroit, in Baltimore, for that matter, any real like inner right. city. But, like, up north, it, it goes the opposite. You know, you're going to have a hard time in some and, spots.
1: And I started seeing in, in, like, that. Like,
0: Indiana and uh, um, in Illinois.
1: When I got into the, the DJ, when I had to get vinyl records, there would be areas I would go to get them. And I'm like, I could tell I'm looking at it mm-hmm. uncomfortably. And it's funny because I always felt maybe more comfortable, sort of, with the opposite races with black folk
0: just just say black folk
1: i guess i'm a little urbanized white guy and uh but uh yeah i mean i could tell and i understood it in a way though too like i was aware but i mean yeah going to baltimore city certain neighborhoods you go you're a white person coming in late at night i'm like what the fuck are you doing here um Either you're buying drugs or you're like... Or you're lost. Yeah, you're lost. <laughs> you're looking to get but, robbed. I mean, they're not looking like... You're not looked at a finally. Fond, um I've been... I remember going with you and Frederick and me and you walked into this gas station and we were getting looks. Just like It wasn't because of me. It was because of you.
0: <laughs> well, I go down... Well, I haven't been to Frederick. Uh, Which
1: I think downtown Frederick has greatly improved. Yeah, it, it is. It's still like... You, you'll see Trump... And Confederate flags, quite a lot.
0: You go around the corner from my house right now, and see like nothing but Trump and Confederate flags, and it's it's like I drive through this every single day. I don't take any offense, so I don't get bothered by it. A lot of
1: those people don't get; they still don't get why the Confederate flag could be offensive. So
0: I have a friend from Alabama.
1: Southern
0: pride. So I have a friend from Alabama, and we we actually had that discussion on their age radio and, you know, kudos to him for actually, you know, taking the time to really hear, you know, discussions out, but also doing his own research further versus just saying, you know, well, no, you know, it's always been this because of hearsay versus really looking into it. You know, it's just like when people say, well, the civil war wasn't about, uh, you know, slavery it was about economics. Well, yeah, because you had slaves, you weren't paying your workers. That's called slavery. So yeah, you're right. It was about economics, but also slavery. Yeah. So it, it you know, it, 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 we're in such a weird place where the country's so big, and there's so much in the middle where we don't know about and they don't know about. You know, you know, it's like there are places where there. Are, black kids who've never seen a white person. There are white kids who have never seen a black person. Other than on TV. And I'm not saying, oh, we need to change that. We need to fix these things. No. I'm not I'm not Martin Luther King. I'm not Kumbaya. I don't give a fuck. Like honestly, I want people to get along. I want people to, you know, not hate each other and judge each other based off of, you know, a stereotype that they may have heard. You know, that's yes, not that's even completely true. Right.
1: I remember, like, you know, early 90s is gangster rap. You know how much that scared older white people? Mm Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, death metal doesn't scare you? Because death metal is pretty uh, extreme, too. Some people screaming at the images of, like, hell and the devil. Satanism. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like, now you're making a a race thing, which is weird. That's pretty creepy.
0: Well that was a thing in in higher learning though when uh you know one of the earlier scenes in the movie ice cube Buster, you know they they're they're having a party and the first day of class is the next day and one of the uh white dorm members comes in he's complaining they kind of show him away and Michael Rappaport gets up he goes and gets flags on the police police come in they break it up and then ice cube say well, I don't see you breaking up uh, their music down the hallway over there playing that country music. And then also goes, I just happen to like rock and roll. And you already kind of separate the music by race right there. And granted, again, it's a movie. It's fictional in, in that sense. But like you said, like...
1: Yeah, death Metal talks about some dark stuff, but because it's white people doing it, it's looked at it a little differently, whereas rap music, it was it was really equivalent in terms of being rebellious in a way. It had a rebellious attitude, really, is
0: what well, it was. Well, and even and punk rock was similar. Well, I was and say then punk, punk rock's rock. more
1: accepted though.
0: Within, but the thing is too, within those communities also, like because even though they might say, well, it's rock music, so we're okay with it, but then when you start looking to the pockets of that white community. There's a lot of motherfuckers that don't really fuck with rock music either. Or punk or anything. But you look in certain pockets of the black community, the motherfuckers that don't really fuck with hip-hop either. So, but on the bigger scale of it, it's like, well, they listen to rock music. They must be white. Because when I was growing up, when I was in Flint, I listened to all of the music. I listened to Bon Jovi. I listened to Madonna. I listened to the Ghetto Boys. I listened to N.W.A., 2 Live Crew. I loved it all. Debbie Gibson. You know, all that shit. And I remember I used to get fucked with for that. I got looked at like a fucking weirdo, especially if um, the, and the thing is, I knew the kids knew these songs too, because if I was singing a the song, they made a comment about it. It was like, oh, but you know the song though. So the only difference is I don't have a problem with letting people know that I like the song. Even even when I was older, I remember being at a bar out uh, in Longreach. And they have a jukebox. And, you know, we go over there after playing football on a Sunday morning. Go over there and watch the games. And we're shooting pool. And I remember I put on uh, Madonna, Erotica, And I liked the the line to that song. Like, Lenny Kravitz actually, uh, I think, wrote that song and, and produced it. But it had this real tight bass line to it. And I remember one time I played it. Everybody was like, yo, this shit is tight. And I played it another time, so I was like, did somebody just put on Madonna, like, you know, like, disgusted, it? And then I shouted, like, but bitch, you know what the fuck it is, so you like it too. Oh,
1: yeah, you can tell. I mean, uh, I've had experiences with that. It, it, one thing that was funny, I used to bring in, back when we had CDs. When I wait, we don't have CDs? Bitch, at I
0: still got CDs.
1: Former uh Yeah, a bag restaurant. of them right there. It was a uh, House of Pains' third album, which, again... People know them for Jump Around. Being white Irish. But the third album was very different. Very lyrical. As little Irish as you can get. In fact. I think it was. um, Very underground sounding. Um, Very lyrical. I had Guru on that album. Sadat X was one that I was like. Very kind of dark slow. And the goal. I know Lethal made a lot of beats. His goal was. I'm not here to. Make beats for the average listener. I want to impress other producers. And His idea was like premiere. RZA. He wants to be impressed with that album. So when that album came out, I remember playing at Leto's. People didn't know who it was. They are just like, yo, this album is tight. Because it did have kind of like a, I wouldn't say Wu-Tang, but it was like that dark album. It, you, you couldn't tell it was House of Pain if you weren't familiar. Because if you were only familiar with Jump Around, it didn't sound nothing like Jump Around. And people are like, "I love this." Every everyone's like, "I love this." Like, well, who is this? Because they hear Guru, they hear Sadat X. I wouldn't say anything, and then it's funny once you hear it; they're just like blown away, like "What?" "Sounds pain." What?
0: <laughs> it's, this is very
1: lyrical. Like, I thought they were just like a frat boy party group. Like,
0: nah. <laughs> I think there's something to be said about stuff like that, though, too. Well, I mean, again, we've talked about how the music was in the nineties, where we were told. What to Like by the radio stations, by MTV, by VH1, by BET, all the stations. They would play specific songs. And we all, even though we may not listen to that genre of music, we all knew, you know, a country song or we all knew a ska song or, uh, you know, alternative song, grunge, whatever. We all knew these songs because they're always on the radio. So then you'll get an artist that comes out with their second album or third album, or fourth, you know, whatever. And they want to do something different. But we're also used to hearing them. And th- this still kind of goes on now, but I remember into the 2000s, Evanescence. I am like Amy Lee. She's pretty. Um, but I like Evanescence as a band in, in general. I think it was their second album, maybe their third album. I thought it sounded pretty similar to the first. It had some tweaks there, but it still had kind of a similar tone. And I remember my wife's uh, best friend, she loved that first album. I love that first album. Was, the, the Evanescence first album was fucking phenomenal. Um, I enjoyed the second album. I remember I'm talking to my wife's friend. This was like, yeah, but I mean, it just sounds so different. It, I don't know. I think there's this weird thing when it comes to music for a lot of people. It's like they want an artist to never change. But as an artist, you you, want to evolve.
1: True artists, they're bored doing the same thing. Yeah. I remember Metallica got a lot of flack from the first album to then the Black Album. Yeah. The Black Album was hugely way more successful. Well, yeah. They learned to make songs more radio friendly, but that wasn't a bad thing. That album, the Black Album, almost every song is freaking ridiculous. Freaking. That's Enter Sandman, yeah. all those songs, Unforgiving. Uh, Unforgiving. the songs. Unforgiven. But and their first time used to have uh what was that the song one, I think. It was mm-hmm. like a ten minute song. It was a good yeah. song, but it was like just I mean it was a really
0: fucking good album, now don't think about it. Fuck.
1: But it was weird to me they got they all they they sold out. Like, no, they learned to write songs. Part of being a musician, yeah, you got to stay true to yourself, but you're also wanting to sell records. And I don't feel like Metallica's Black album was a sellout. It was definitely still heavy metal. It was more catchy, but it wasn't like pop. It just happened to appeal to a lot of people because it was damn good (laughs) songwriting. And they had a really good producer work with them.
0: Do you think some of that might... To jealousy, yeah. I mean, like, like what well, when it comes to other artists together versus yeah. fans,
1: it is funny. as I do think like the diehard fans always prefer the more obscure item. So I bet diehard beastie boy fans will tell you their best album, Paul's Boutique. Yeah, Probably I would say is, Paul's Boutique, but that was yeah. the one that sold the least.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, but it and me
1: sure. as a House of Pain mm-hmm. fan, I'm gonna tell you the best album, same as it ever was. Find my lyrics millions, millions,
0: and millions more so. I always think that, though, with music. Because, I mean, just in general, as people. Because, you know, like me as a comic book fan. You know, everybody's into comic book movies now. And it's like, yeah, but I mean... I I remember even coming back into reading comic books. And I I picked up um, some what we call flights and tights. Um, I don't think... I think that's kind of a... Nerd rage niche comment there or a uh, title there, but you guys can use it if you want. Oh, yeah, go listen to me on Nerd Rage Radio too, bitch, and Off Command's oh, podcast. Damn, big shout outs! And um, my horror movie podcast, January 7th. We're like Joe
1: Rogan's network.
0: <laughs> oh, a- actually, we are part of the cool table network of podcasts, so we're in there, but and we're at the cool table? but uh, but basically there was a point with comic books where it was like, well, it's not cool to like Spider-Man and X-Men and all that anymore. Now you got to like image comics where they're independent and they're doing their own thing. I think that's a thing with people though too, where you, I think mainstream stuff has kind of this thing where it's like they're trying to sell you something. So I don't want what you're selling
1: me. It's almost like when you cross over sometimes to mention, but there, there's certain songs that do cross over but they weren't you could tell they weren't meant to necessarily True. and then there's other songs that you can tell were meant to purely sell yes. records correct um there's a difference um and then there's i think even a middle line of someone that is making a song that appeals to a lot of people but they didn't completely sell out it's like they're still themselves they're just because it is a strange thing to think about. Like, yeah, you want to make music true to yourself, but it actually is your job. So yeah. Your job is to sell it. So I could tell you, I could probably make a good CD that sounds great to myself, but it'll probably be so obscure and weird that it would never sell. <laughs> so I'll probably have a few diehard fans that made would like it, but no way it would make it be my career. I wouldn't. No.
0: Well, that's where things get really weird with any kind of like content creation, though. It, it becomes a thing of, and I think in the world that we're in now, it's a little, it's a little different. Where you can say there's so much, so much exposure that someone's gonna like what you're doing. I mean, we're doing a podcast, and and the thing is, with doing a podcast. It's like you could be like Joe Rogan, you can you know, and and do things his way. You could do things like Tom Segura, Bill Burr. These are all comedians, mind you. You could do things like Dan Carlin, who is a historian. You could do things like, you know, basically you can have a production. Or you could just be a couple guys sitting in the basement that want to have a conversation and just talk. And people can latch onto that and say, oh, we really like that. And then the question is then, are we selling this? as something that we want to make money off of or are we just doing this because hey, it's fun and if people happen to want to pay for it or you know in some capacity make money off of it and that kind of goes to music art everything because you could be a band in your garage playing music and you know your neighbor might come i was like you know you're always making this noise but are you ever going to do anything with it and it was like, well, i'm doing something with it i'm expressing myself we're doing this there is only so long you're going to do that with a complete band, though, because your bandmates might want to grow. Like, I know I had two friends that were doing a podcast. One was very content with, like, just doing the podcast and letting it grow naturally. And the other one was like, look, I'm going to go out here and start trying to get sponsors. And they both butted heads on it. I was more in agreement with the one that was like, just let it grow organically. But I understood where the person who was trying to get the sponsors was coming from, too. So... It is it is a weird line to walk because when you're doing things to...
1: Yeah, I guess I mean, it definitely depends on your goals. Yeah, well, yeah, make for sure. A career, it's career almost like, eh, all right, we need to get here. Maybe we need to reevaluate, re-evaluate what we're doing, yeah. change it a little bit. Um, and then there is the opposite of just people doing like, Oh, let's copy this podcast because they're successful. We could do the same thing. And to be honest, that seems a lot of what blows up on TikTok. It's like let's imitate the exact same thing. Yeah. In fact, you just use the other person's uh, saying. Like you're yeah. not you're lip syncing to it. It's like, damn, yeah. we did what was that lip service back when we were yeah in, yeah we, we played, used to lip sync the song. Yeah. Damn, we were way ahead of our time. We would have blown up.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like that's the thing. It's like. There's so many things that you can see now where it's like the ideal is always, the goal is always to monetize, I guess, in in, in a lot of eyes.
1: Yeah, nowadays that's looked at too. It's like there's no such thing as selling out anymore. Like there was in the 90s. Well, and
0: and that's the thing though too. It's like one of my friends when he saw BJJ Wiki, because I don't think he had ever known about my Instagram page. And I tagged him in something. And, you know, next time we met up, was like, dude, is that your page? I was like, yeah. He was like, you have 50,000 followers. Why are you not monetizing that? Like, I mean, it just wasn't... Because it was an accidental thing anyway. Like, I, I, you know, repost someone's video and then that blew up and then that's what happened. I didn't seek out to do anything. So, and then from there... I now feel wrong trying to monetize off something that I don't know how it picked up a following in the first place. So and I
1: think that's our we're, we're we're Gen X. We're a little different of how we think, and I and yeah, I, I for try sure. to explain that to younger people. Just like you don't get of like to us, it was something cool about being unique. Yeah, and that doesn't exist.
0: Well, yeah, like you said, all they do on TikTok now is, oh, you did this? I'm going to copy you.
1: Like rap was like, it was a big thing to, you called it. And I've heard rappers we grew up with called, you know, biting. That word doesn't exist anymore. Like, No, you imitate whatever was popular, you probably have another hit. Whereas we, the one thing I really miss about hip hop in the 90s was you could tell which group was who. Instantly because of the sound, like they had like a distinct sound premiere yeah. right away. Wu Tang for sure, you knew a Wu Tang song, man. No one sang a word, you knew Mob Deep Cypress Hill, Trey, everyone. Yeah, then they yeah. got to the southern rappers, it's still yeah. super distinct. West Coast, Dr. Dre had a yep. distinct sound, and I missed that because now it's like it's all the same, similar mm-hmm. trap style beat of the. Drums are beast. I love the bass lines of today's music. They're mm-hmm. beast, but yeah. it's similar. <laughs> it's like.
0: Well, what was it? Snoop was on Joe Rogan recently, and he was talking about uh, when he he redid Lottie Dottie. And back then, that was kind of controversial because that was considered Biden. He was like, no, I'm. I'm... But there there
1: is a way to do it, too, where you're paying homage. A little well, and that's
0: what he was saying. He was like, no, I'm not biting off this dude. Like, I love Slick Rick. Like, I'm doing this as a tribute to this man. And, you know, it was different then. You had you had to do it a certain way. Now it's just like, well, like, even so when Puffy came about, like, Puffy wasn't even trying to be slick about his samples. Uh, his he was just straight samples. jacking songs.
1: And it was hit songs. Ooh, yeah. And hip-hop so, it used to be a pride thing of finding an obscure sample. His so, was
0: a and I hit think, song. <laughs> I think the way that it, it worked for him, though, because it was a hit song, though, so it, it was a nostalgia thing. And, and that's fine for what it was. But at the same time, though, cats were like, yeah, but I, Yeah, it you took know.
1: away a little bit of the art aspect because it used to be a cool thing of, like, and again, I was into it of, like, digging and they call it digging in the creeds it was finding these obscure samples that no one knew exactly where it came from um and that no one else had heard like that was a big thing like trying to find something no one's done before because there was a period where like everyone was sampling james brown in every single way every single song had a james brown sample um but yeah i missed i missed those days and i was talking to someone you know about mtv recently like what it was when we were kids It wasn't a reality show network. Like, yeah. It, it was actually called music television. like, huh? <laughs> like, it, we, we had video shows, and, like, we used to stay up late at night because we had Headbangers Ball or Yo! T V Raps that weren't played. They were always played late night, weren't they? Yeah. As far as I Yo remember. Yo! MTV
0: Raps was 11, Headbangers Ball was midnight.
1: Yeah, so and it was like, we didn't have access to on the internet to find these artists. So, like, so, you get real excited if some artist, you know, was on it. Whether you like Stone Temple Pilots, where uh, I like Tau Pain, Cypress Hill, uh, whoever, Wu-Tang's on this episode. You got real excited. Yeah, yeah, when they're on as
0: a guest, it was like, oh, shit. you couldn't
1: look them up online.
0: <laughs> so, the other night, before Higher Learning actually came on, so the only reason we stumbled upon Higher Learning, because everything is streaming now, but I do still... Find the charm. I don't have cable, but you can still, like, watch things live. Uh, so, I'm on Showtime. I have their app, and I'm just watching Showtime live. So, uh, there's a documentary about video, video Music Box was on. So fucking
1: good, dude. I remember, so that was the one you, you could know. call in.
0: Yes, yeah, dude. If, if you have access to Showtime, go watch that documentary. It is so good. But they were uh, talking about... Um, you know, they're, they're, um, kind of showing just kind of the uprise of like the nineties hip hop with, with music videos. And I was talking to Sarah and I go, kids today will not understand how important the music video, especially of the nineties, how important it was for the music video, but not just the video, but the style, like you listen to a Nas track and then you look at a Nas video and that video matched that track. There's a haziness to that video, there's a haziness to that sound and you don't get that today. You Do you even have music videos today? I'm sure they do, do but...
1: on YouTube and you wouldn't come across unless you searched it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not into so, that.
1: Yeah. But, there was something about us being fed stuff. So I was going to say, was good. That,
0: that was the thing. We are being fed this stuff, because but you, there was a charm. Yeah. Because if you didn't always get what you were looking for, it was special when I, you got that. It was that so thing.
1: special when an artist you like was on MTV because it's... You, again, there was no U- YouTube back then. Yeah. Um, I remember being so excited, Who's the Man comes out. That movie that had tons of cameos. So for me, House of Pain, Cyber so is in the movie. Like And Digital Underground, like three of my favorite groups are in the movie. They had some special on MTV. They're all going to be, they all performed live. And I'm like, I stayed up. Worst movie I've ever seen almost. <laughs> But the soundtrack is amazing.
0: So what's funny is it was a bad movie. But I want to go back and watch it. Hold on. I'm about to search. this. The movie is
1: literally cameos the entire movie. But every single person in hip-hop in the 90s is in that movie.
0: Hold on. Let's see. And everyone's worth being in a movie. We're we're about to search who's the man.
1: The soundtrack. God damn it. My bad. I forgot. Find
0: who's the man. I think there's going to be a bit of a pause because we're looking for... Who's the
1: man? Oh, it's not even going to give the it to theme us. theme song for that movie is one of my favorite songs. On, let's try this again. Who's the man? <laughs> I said you are. Wait, like, we got to take a break after that.
0: <laughs> 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 all right, so... We are unfortunately able to find who's the man on streaming, so... That sucks, but that's... I've, I've been having a lot of trouble finding things on streaming this week because uh, Sarah and I are doing the, we're, so we just recorded Saturday night. We recorded the first episode of the horror podcast. So you like horror. Um, <laughs> a lot of editing, a lot of editing. It's because there's four of us talking. And there's so much over talking. And then Phil and I have been doing podcasts for a while. Sarah and Teresa, not so much. So it it's these points where I have to say, all right like, it it, it works the same as any conversation, don't talk over each other, and there's a lot of over talking, then we got all the microphones going, so there's all this different fucking sound going on, so I got to edit that shit out, but we did that, and then Sarah and I, we're prepping to record episode two for February, which is going to be a bunch of zombie movies, and it, so one of the things we did watch, it may, may have been last week I mentioned this, or I don't know, but I know we were looking for Dawn of the Dead, the original from 1978, impossible to find in the U.S. It, there's some distribution issues, but someone uploaded the full movie to Facebook, so we watched it on there. Pretty, it is weird. Pretty I, cool. I guess
1: I think the movie I recommend Graves in was on YouTube. There so you. sometimes and, and, YouTube and, and, has these obscure so, movies that didn't like maybe due
0: to or it's, uh, so it Sarah legit. suggested looking on YouTube and I couldn't find it on YouTube. And the only copy I could find was going to cost me $150. And looking Dang. at, looking at the reviews on what people were saying about this, uh, the seller, I'll, I'll go ahead and take my chances with Facebook. But we have been looking up a lot of different zombie movies, on, uh on prime and not having any luck so I'm gonna have to refine oh I own a bunch too but I want to try to get a different flavor of, of zombies and the thing that I had to also explain to Phil and Teresa as you know we had our meeting about what our topics were gonna be and it's like Sarah Sarah got it right away As we kind of went down a list. We made a list of movies. We understood we're not going to discuss every single movie on this list. We're probably going to pinpoint five movies. And then talk about zombies period. You know as I talked to Phil. And you know I was excited saying. Yeah we we, you know we watched the original. George A. Romero trilogy. Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dead. And you know we're going to probably do. 28 Days Later. Next. And then. Little Monsters after that. And then Dawn of the Dead, the remake. And then Train to Busan. Because I could fucking watch that every day. I love that movie so much. And Phil's like, are you going to go into all the movies that led up to George A. Romero, you know, doing his zombie movies? And I was like, okay. So I'm going to let you motherfuckers know right now, no. Like, we're having fun with this. We're not... Researchers, we're watching movies. And we're gonna have discussions about movies, just like we have discussions here. That like we're not professionals, like, like the work that you do on the beer stuff, that's above and beyond. It's not that much though. It is. It is. <laughs> it, it's more than what I would have done. I would have just was like, all right, so it's seven percent. That tastes good.
1: I was telling someone today, but just like if I don't write down a few notes, this will literally be like. This is called this, and that's that. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what I would. Do. You don't even see the alcohol percentage on some of these cans, so. Yeah. But, but we did learn that there's a fruit called a pawpaw today. Lesson learned. If you um, don't learn anything, <laughs> know there is something called a pawpaw.
0: That will probably be the title. Pawpaw. <laughs> um, but but basically, it's like I, I listen to a bunch of other podcasts, and they do a lot of fucking work and research. And I was like, look, my podcast is just about conversations and being natural. But I had to explain that to Phil and I had to explain that to, to Teresa because they're both wanting to go into all these super details. It's like, look, bitch, our episode is going to be 90 minutes long at best. How much, like, do you think we could fit into 90 minutes? Honestly, with the four of us talking on Saturday, we were technically done after an hour. We dragged it out for another hour after that. And I'm going to shave off probably 40 minutes from that because a lot of the topics ended up just being us talking about just dumb shit that weren't horror movie related. And then also they were just, I, I I started off with some fucked up jokes that I know I have to shave that shit right away. And then, uh, I think, uh, that's said some pretty harsh things to, uh, Sarah once. And then Teresa said something. And then like, I, uh, I, I just make not nice comments. Like, especially when I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm cranky. I was a little hungry. I was just like, I, like, I was angry at that point. I was like, man, fuck all y'all. Y'all are stupid. and I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry I yelled. But but basically, Amazon fucking Fire Stick, Alexa Prime talk thing. Not doing, not doing the job lately. Like, I've been trying to find movies. I can't find it. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I go upstairs after we get done recording here, I'm going to go to bed. Sarah's going to have all the lights off in the room. That sucks because I'm turning the TV on. And that motherfucker's new and it's bright. I'm probably going to put on a fucking horror movie. And I'm going to make it a little loud. Because that's how I go to sleep.
1: That's where I played a little bit more of Resident Evil in VR. That sounds fucking I don't know ter- that I want to play too much more of it. Told you. It's terrifying. Yeah. Because you really are put in that world. You're in the woods.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be there.
1: The first time someone comes up from behind you? Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: I'm not in for that.
1: It's a pretty realistic feeling. You hear them turn. <laughs> oh, shit. And then they start running after you. You got to pick up your gun, load it.
0: <laughs> so, I was explaining that to someone. Whew. The whole loading the gun thing. I was telling them how, like, you were describing Brad. <laughs> he was yeah. like, he didn't know how to load the gun, so he threw it. Yeah. They're like, that doesn't sound fun. I was like, no. that's why I'm not but, getting it.
1: So, I admit this. So, I'm usually carrying my gun at all times. So, I don't have that problem. you should. But... There was at one point I didn't see song coming, and I had to grab my knife. Um, knife combat's not as fun with some scary-looking zombie guys as shooting them in the distance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you go through this game, it's terrifying. So I don't know that you're having fun, because... <laughs> You get that sensation of...
0: So, for okay. some people, I'm sure it's fun. I can tell you, as much as I love horror movies, that doesn't it's sound fun.
1: interesting, but yeah, I am getting to the point of, like, this is kind of really stressful more than it is fun. Like, the the line went like this. Fun and stressful were even. The stressful is now taking over. Mm-hmm. of Like, alright, this is pretty realistic-looking. These guys running after me of X's. <laughs>
0: I was
1: so, shooting them in the head, and then they weren't faster after me. <laughs>
0: so I've already explained to Sarah that I'm going to get it. Uh, probably in February, around birthday time. Because like, when I mentioned it, she goes, really? How much is it? I was like, 300 She's like, really? I was like, so I could try to get a PS5. Yeah, that's way more. I'm not going to be able to find one, number one. And number two is like, what, 600 700 something dumb that I don't have money for? And then, But then what sold her was the price of the games. Oh, yeah, the games
1: are it, the it,
0: prices. <laughs> she <laughs> goes... Well, how are they able to do that? It's like, I mean, they and can do good, whatever they, they want. They
1: just did a huge update. I don't fully know what it will, uh, everything, but Oculus is constantly updating itself and improving itself. And they have something now where, like, you can save your game on the cloud for free. And, like, so where you have limited memory, you could delete a game, upload a new one, go back to your game, it's going to save where you were. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, so the memory issue is not the same. So you might as well get the lower memory version, like I said. Yeah. Um, I do see like games like Call of Duty where you're shooting things would be way more fun because it's not terrifying as a freaking walking through the dark woods and a freaking so, zombie comes up from behind.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. And I don't know if you may know this. As far as what the games are, and games that are available on there. So are the games that are on there only available there like so are there any games that you know are available elsewhere that you can play on there
1: so from what i understand with the oculus you can use it with a pc if you had to like because some pcs are much higher running yeah you can use it as your vr headset to that i think um so there's that um i i will say this i think we're on the very beginning of a lot of the games, so.
0: No, I, I get that. I'm just saying. Are but there I mean, like,
1: there's going to be a lot more coming
0: So that, So that's what I'm trying to ask is, like, the games that are available now away from Oculus, you know, like, again, Call of Duty, for example.
1: I think they're all going to start coming. To
0: Oculus, I'm not, not asking what's coming, I'm asking yeah. what's so, there. So, yeah, I,
1: I would say Oculus is a little limited in games. There's tons of games, but um, there's games similar to Call of Duty. There's games, well,
0: so uh, I'm just I trying to get like it.
1: Grand Theft Auto's eventually they're planning to come. Um,
0: I'm i'm just trying to get an ideal of like if I bought it, like and I'm scrolling, through, I don't really care about a name. The, brand the library is not as black.
1: big as like a console game right now.
0: Well, I mean, it's not about the size, sometimes it's really yeah. about the motion. It, yeah,
1: it's coming <laughs> fast. Um that was another uh, anyone,
0: window. Yeah, well, you know, if you take <laughs> your time, it shouldn't it. come too fast. But you know, I mean, it's all in what you like.
1: I like. Uh, I mean, it sounds like their problem if it's fast. I
0: mean, ain't my problem. Like mean,
1: I, fast is a good thing, right? Yeah, I, right? I mean,
0: I get what I need.
1: <laughs> exactly. But I'm not
0: worried about nobody else. I mean,
1: everything in the world is all about speed, so.
0: I guess, I mean... Then
1: you're going to say, nah, I need to take your time. Nah, you need to hurry up.
0: It's I like, mean, me, I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to get where I need to be. It's like, so, um, yeah, you want to warm me up? Not really. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm <laughs> good. your problem? It's like, your fault. <laughs> why are you broken? Dude, like, Clompton. If we you, we if for you, the ladies.
1: <laughs> if you want, you can start without me.
0: <laughs> I'll catch up to you.
1: Tell me when you're ready. <laughs> I'll come in. Because I don't need all the other extracurricular stuff. <laughs> like,
0: is, is, is this going to take you another fucking 15 minutes? I'm going downstairs to make a sandwich. So I'll be back. You let me know when to come up. Um, but no, it, it's like I don't really care about the games as far as you know. The, like, So I guess again what I'm getting at is like when you, I know eventually they will have like licensed content. That's what I, I think I'm trying to get to is like the content that's licensed elsewhere, is any of that there now?
1: Yeah, I don't think Call of Duty is, but I think um, there are some similar games to Call of Duty that are, like Metal Honor. I think it's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something called, like, something one is in the title. It's a pretty mainstream game. But yeah, I think it's, this coming year is going to grow, ex- like, huge. Um, I can't wait. So I, I've read about a football game that they say, like, the mechanics perfect. This the sensation of playing like quarterback, awesome. But the graphics look kind of juvenile right now, and it it's just gonna take like someone to make a sim football game on it. Right now, it's like a little arcadeish looking. Um, Resident Evil looks really realistic, a little bit too realistic. I think the real strength of VR is going to eventually be those sports and shooting games and then driving games. Um,
0: I honestly, thinking about just the um, the look of the games and the content, of the game, myself personally, I would prefer that it stays looking kind of cartoonish and arcade Just because, I mean, I, I know that's not going to be the case, but... I just did a podcast because that's what I do. I do lots of podcasts. I just did a podcast about uh, conspiracies. Again, I did the first one about the Mandela Effect. This time, we talked about uh, the simulation theory. And one thing I brought up was the Oculus and how you know, Facebook has the Metaverse. And you yeah, know, the, the ideal, the ideal is you know you put those some bitches on, and it's basically like the Matrix, you know put them on and just hang out i truly feel like
1: just getting into your basic living room that's like your first screen when you go in there you kind of escape reality in some ways it's good uh i can see some ways of being bad but like i when i put that on i truly feel like i'm not in the same place like well yeah i mean you feel like you're in that living room and again the bigger the area you can map out as your safe zone to walk around in you can walk around more. Well, and no, and I, I
0: felt that when I first put them on. I was like, okay, this is. And when I took them off, I was like, oh, your kitchen yeah, sucks. Like, it's,
1: yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Of like, I, I just imagine the future of if you lived in a shitty one-bedroom apartment, you could probably put on these VR things. and I think eventually the goal is to combine VR with augmented reality, oh, yeah, where you can take sure. this wall. It knows it's there, but it turns it into a different-looking wall. But so you could literally walk around your house and it looked different.
0: Um, well, so and that's, again, my whole thing. And I know I'm definitely in the minority in this is like, look, I want to still be in this world. I still want to be able to function in this world. But I'd I, I like I to be able to go another, there and just like kind journey. of take a break.
1: But yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like. It's nice. It's almost like the perfect escape because... We're all under a lot of stress. You put on the VR headset now, you can't see your phone. You're escaping for a little bit. Um, And it does put you in that world because you're looking up, down, left, right. You can spin around 360. You're you're in a different world temporarily. So I I do like that aspect because it does also keep you away from your phone, which I think we're all addicted to our phone. There's no way no one's not addicted to our phone. We do everything on our phone
0: i i definitely like the ideal of being away from phone, but that's the thing like i said when um i, I was going to AA, I was like yeah we weren't drinking alcohol but we we're all drinking coffee and they're like tons of people smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee it's like you're just switching one addiction for another so it's like yeah we get rid of the phone and we get addicted to this i mean it, it's always going to be that cascading you know game which you know it's, you know pick your poison I like the Ideal. I'm going to eventually get one. I, I introduced the Ideal I to my so wife about, and me getting one. So Some pretty we'll interesting
1: see. technology that's coming. It does exist a little bit now. So the creator of that boxing game originally was trying to make a punch-out style game. And then he just realized when he was testing of people, people were preferring the realism. So he went to go the most realistic he could. Um, so... Next year, he's already in the works, but now he has a backing. So he made this game by himself. Now he has a almost like a GoFundMe and a team that's working on it. They're trying to make it much, much more, even more realistic in terms of the actual punches you throw and stuff like that. But they're trying to make it so... You, I thought you could do two-player. You can't yet on that game. You can on Creed, but Creed's much real, less realistic. So eventually, you know... That would be pretty cool is you could box your friends on there.
0: I but, would much rather just us put on gloves and box each other.
1: But um, So what? one thing they have now, though, is these special hand things you could put on and a bodysuit will now give you a sensation of where you get hit. Obviously, it's not going to hurt like a punch. And when you punch, you're going to feel the impact. I was like, that's the future. It's going to be even more realistic. It's pretty cool because I I would like that because you can't exactly tell in the game when you're getting hit, if you or where you're getting hit. So if you feel a sensation in your side, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like now you know you got hit there, so now you know where to guard. It's it's just a, an improvement of the experience. Um, but that that stuff needs to come way down in price, and they need to. We're a few years off on that, but. One of the well, things, technology goes fast, so yeah. maybe we're months away from
0: that. One of the things that one of, the, like when we we're younger, I remember, because um, I always played backyard football, even up into my twenties and thirties. Yeah, I think we we're in our twenties at this point, and someone had mentioned playing football, like w- within our, our group of, of you know friends. And I was excited because I was ready to go up the street and someone said, I don't I only got one controller. And that broke my heart. Because like playing these games are cool. But I'd much rather do these activities like like again, boxing because I go to a gym and do that already. So it's like instead of like just doing it virtually and in through a video game, I'd rather just fucking do it in real life. I mean, the only plus to this is no head trauma. I don't really think I need any more head trauma. But still, I'd much rather just say, eh, let's just hit each other. Not trying to kill each other. Not trying to knock each other out. But, you know, put the gloves on the spar. Um, it's, that's the same thing, though, with football, too. Like, like, I'd rather just, let's go get a football. Go get some cones. Get some cleats. And play football versus playing Madden. Madden's fun. But I'd much rather us just all play football together. I know there are limitations because motherfuckers are old. Well, back then when we were still young, but motherfuckers are still old when they were young. But still, I don't know. I, I, I get it. It's it's the future and I'm excited. I'm Like I said, I'm going to end up getting one. And, and I and, think
1: that is it. Is It's is going to appeal people if you're wanting to be a little bit more into the game and a little bit more active. If you're the type that doesn't want to be active, probably not for you. Um, well, yeah, that... Goes without
0: saying. It's like when we had the bowling, it's like, oh, cool, you got bowling, and people thought they were being active. But once you figure because I could play wee bowling, sitting right here, flicking oh, yeah. my wrist.
1: See, yeah. And, and so. From, from what I understand, the one of the most realistic by far, this is the table tennis. And you can move back and forth, and they mastered the physics. It's just as we get older, it is extremely hard to find people that want to do certain sports especially friends like you can go out and find a group of new people to do that stuff with
0: oh well, yeah um, that's unfortunately a, what i had to go and do is like hey yo motherfuckers want to punch me in the face and they're like yeah you look stupid i was like damn <laughs> you gotta say it like that
1: yeah i mean i i do i would enjoy just say i do like playing madden of if they can make a vr madden i'd like it even more if eventually I mean, just get the perspective feeling of your quarterback. Um, but yeah, we'll see what the future. It's technology grows like crazy. So if it's this good now, I'm just like, wow, where are we going with this? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked that it's this good now because you have to remember also where we came from with, like, the Nintendo oh, yeah. Virtual Boy. But,
1: but Oh, yeah. And I had Virtual My dad, of course, he had Virtual Of course Boy. he did. That was all red, by the way. the like, yeah. Straight line. It was... The biggest thing with that was it was three dimensional, but it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't true like VR. You couldn't turn your head or anything. In fact, it, you sat it on the table and looked in it. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. No. Nah, no. But it had, it was the first true like 3D. But it was, everything was red, so not very good. Yeah. But I enjoyed it so far. But the boxing game is a great workout though. Yeah, it was. It was
0: I I was sore up until this Thursday. Yeah, like I I, I, was I, I
1: fought a few of the next fighters, and it it's mean, it definitely significantly harder. Like I, I lost finally. I never had a loss. I lost decision to do knock me down three times.
0: Like there was, um, you know, there is again, you know, a, a huge positive to it. Like it is a good workout. It's a great workout. Um, you know, going to jiu-jitsu this week was like the first time again. I keep doing the cycle, but then I break the cycle where I went, you know, three days in a row and actually got the fucking grapple a little bit, got the shit kicked out of me, but whatever. But it's like, you know, I was still feeling the effects from playing the VR game. Like, you know, my triceps were sore my
1: my uh yeah the back yeah there's some shoulder muscles i never had sore before i was like oh that's interesting Me, I mean that
0: didn't affect you know me grappling but i like still feel it was like Ugh, when i when i would stretch when we were like doing our warm-ups i was like I like this <laughs> like what the fuck is this but that's the thing though too i love being sore because it's earned mm-hmm. versus being sore because i'm fat and out of shape um. So let's go ahead and start wrapping this up because my wife is texting. Me. Oh, we got a beer yeah. still. All um, right.
1: It's called Sh- Holiday Cheer. Hmm. Because it's December. Okay. No. So it's Shiner Holiday Cheer. It's by Spolzer Brewery. Mm, that's out of Texas. Yeah. So remember, we did a Shiner. Shiner. I think it's our lowest rated beer. That was the grapefruit ginger beer. Oh, okay. Um, So this one's a holiday uh, flavored beer. Um, Definitely, I like it a lot more than that other beer. Um, It's out of Shiner, Texas. And the flavor is actually peaches and pecans. I didn't get none of that. I I, I did feel like it tastes kind of like a pie (laughs) with a bitter beer. Um, It's... 5.4%. 5.4%. So, you know, usually these kind of beers are even lower percent. So, not bad. Um, I definitely liked it way more than the other type of beers we've done like this. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's unique. It's, it's actually called the beer type would be a Dunkelweizen, which cracks me up. That just sounds like some made up shit. Like, Dunkelweizen.
0: I have a friend named Dunkel. I'm going to go see him up in Philly soon and record a podcast with him.
1: Maybe he invented the Dunkelweizen. <laughs> sounds about right. But yeah, so Texas peaches and roasted pecans is the flavor. What would you rate this one?
0: Um, I'm going to give it a solid
1: six. I think that seems fair. Definitely low sixes. I'll go six one. Fair enough. Sounds even. Yeah. All right. So we're pretty close today besides the Guinness. I liked it more
0: than you. I don't remember my Guinness score, but yeah, I wasn't crazy about it.
1: Well, you dumped it into the course light cancer. that was.
0: That's very telling.
1: Yeah. Shout out,
0: Guinness. <laughs> well, I mean, when it was cold, at least it was smooth. Yeah. But. Very smooth. As it started to like lose that coldness, I was like, mm mm. Yeah, this. I don't think you could do Guinness. Not
1: cold.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up. My wife just texted me. I hey. told her I'll be up an hour ago. So um,
1: uh, we need a sound button one day I went to do the one of the uh Kevin Hart when uh what's the guy from the Avengers when he's just like i'm 56 and Chris I mean uh, Kevin Hart's is like damn <laughs> I don't know
0: what are you talking about uh, <laughs> I like so i I'm, I'm actually fucking tired so I'm like I, I probably know what you're talking about, but my brain is fucking broken um." All right, let's get the fuck out of here, dude.
1: Peace be with you and uh, good soup.
0: Oh, God damn. I didn't even fucking get to exit us. Fuck. You don't even want to say like. Man, we were thank- just
1: talking about it, like why we got to wait for the other one. <laughs> thank
0: you, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening, fucks. You all want to reach us, bjj.wiki, thor.bentley, or Clompton Social Club. This is all on social media, um, specifically Instagram. So reach out to us. It'll be a fun time. Otherwise, thank, thank you, you. to
1: all the voters. We had a lot of voters, and y'all are picking Patriots. Y'all aren't we'll listening, though. We'll, we'll see if, uh, yeah, maybe, probably not, but we'll see if uh, y'all are right. I want Patriots.
0: Bye, bitch.